supposed to be caring for them. Detective Inspector Laura McInnes says everyone needs to be alert to the warnings. Danger signs are, for example, if, if a young girl or, or, or young boy is suddenly um, displaying uh, a, a decline in behaviour, they may have very expensive gifts, for example, they've come home with a new mobile phone or they're um, starting to, to go out a lot more, maybe there's a change in their appearance, in their dress. A man remains in police custody following an anti-terror raid in Luton. The 35-year-old was arrested yesterday on suspicion of fundraising and inciting terrorism in Syria. Meanwhile, a Luton woman who posted messages encouraging terrorism in Syria on Facebook faces a jail sentence today. 35-year-old Runa Khan admitted four charges earlier this year. The Labour leader, Ed Miliband, is to set out his party's plans for cutting the deficit. In a speech in London this morning, he'll say Labour would balance the books through higher wages, spending cuts and taxing the better off, but wouldn't take risks with the public finances or public services. Four people were taken to hospital after a four-car collision in Hatfield yesterday afternoon. The emergency services were called to Comet Way just after 1.30. A further seven people received first aid at the scene. A Watford schoolboy has suggested to the Lib Dem leader Nick Clegg that his party may end up as court jesters after the election next year. The Deputy Prime Minister was questioned during a visit to the Croxley Green Business Park yesterday. I'm Patrick from Watford Grammar School for Boys. Will the king-making crown be stolen by you, Kip, leaving the Lib Dems as the parliamentary court jester? We need to get out onto people's doorsteps and say, look, kind of ignore what's said about us. Look what we've done. Uh, whoever will end up being the court jester. I don't know, let's compare notes after May next year. In sport, Manchester City are through to the last 16 of the Champions League after a 2-0 win away to Roma. And in Formula One, Jensen Button is to stay with McLaren next season and will partner Fernando Alonso. The weather, windy with sunny spells and scattered showers, a maximum temperature 7 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Morning, folks. Everybody! We wish you a reggae Christmas. We wish you a reggae Christmas. We wish you a reggae Christmas and a reggae New Year. Today on BBC Three Counties Radio. From Nine. The JVS Show. With your opinions on the biggest topic of the day and your consumer problems. From Twelve. Nick Coffer. I'll be joined by Chartered Accountant Amy Gardner, who'll be offering excellent tax advice. And I'll be meeting the Newport Pagnell Company, who support people with autism. From Three. Roberto Peroni. With the best local news and the best local travel, followed by the politics panel. From Seven. Mark Forrest. Find out what's been going on across the whole country all day. Today on BBC Three Counties hundred times, Catherine. I want the Chartered Accountant on my show and yet Coffer gets the Chartered Accountant and then Roberta gets the best travel, implying that we've got the worst travel. Sort it out, Boyle. Uh, Sorry. I'm a Chartered Accountant on my show. Morning, guys. It turns out I lied to you earlier on. It's it's not a busy show. We can make it sound busy. We can make it sound... busy. Sorry? What? We've got big issues. One of the biggest issues is the misuse... What's the, what was that? Hang on a second. What? Someone used to call in to me in another life and say... Oh, what? the word issue. Because no. it means... No, 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 no. Oh, I used to get that. I guess you used to get someone no. sending me dictionary definitions. You've got no idea what I'm talking about. You're just rambling on like an old woman. Well, yeah, go on. One of the biggest issues mm-hmm. is the... Hang on. Yeah, it's not, he used to phone up. Someone, this guy used to phone me up 
Say this and then put the phone down. All on right. the radio, not at home. That'll be weird. Mm-hmm. One of the biggest issues is is the misuse of disused tissues. Click. <laughs> Imagine someone phoning up and saying that. Was it Ghostbusters 2? Not quite. What's on the show then, Kath? You, uh, Billy Big uh, uh, Boots? <laughs> Read your menu, Mr uh, Rough Reader. OK. Rough Reader. <laughs> this used to be my nickname at school. No, it was Rough Rider. No, it was Rough Reader. Bruff Breeder. <laughs> no. Policeman cleared. Charity raided. And Scout Scandal. Oh, are you all right, Catherine? Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Do you want to change that song or shall I? No, it's a great... Really? With this song? You are... We're not... Ch- what? What's with you? Well, I just thought... No, what? She's still working for introducing. Unbelievable. This is real talent. This is real music. I'm not dissing the talent. I just wasn't feeling it right this second. Dee Lee, can we this? speak to you after this song and you can educate Kelly Betts on a little bit of Nick Kershaw, please? Would that be all right? Thank you, boss. Finish your growler first. from some of the younger members of the team. There's only one person on the team younger than me. That's Kelly Betts. 
What are you talking about? Sorry? Your you... maths is well off. Wee. Justin. Hey, boss, Edu- good morning. Educate the kids, please. Well, you know Chesney Hawks, the one and only? Yes, I do. Yeah, written by Nick Kershaw. Oh, this fella. Mm, yeah. Legend. In 1984, yeah. here is a fact for you. Go on, mate. I think he had about four or five hits in 84. He spent more weeks on the charts in 1984 than any other artist. This man is a legend right up there. Kelly? 1984 was a long time ago. You wanted to... So, so was uh, the year zero. And mm. that's when Jesus was born. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? And we still celebrate that. We do. We still celebrate that. We'll be celebrating that in a few weeks, I think, Just. We will. Happy Jesus' birthday to you. You see, Kelly comes on saying, oh, I love the Beatles. Oh. That was like in the 1960s. Oh, that, that was even was, further back. That was like Kershaw. 100 years ago. Kershaw was like yesterday, 1984. Top man. And she wanted to drop that tune, Just. Wow, that um, has really offended me as a person. It's a bit nasally. That's Who? Justin Dealey's technique. That's how, <laughs> why he's so successful. Oh, you mean uh, Nick Kershaw? Oh, really? Unbelievable. Justin, I appreciate you coming on and uh, giving us uh, the facts. Not a problem. Maybe, Not a we'll problem speak to you, maybe we'll speak to you later on. Thanks very I much. I hope so. You're contractually obliged for us to do that. 08459 455. 555 is the telephone number if you want to uh, give a score. I can read it off the screen if you've got one. I'm, uh, have you not got one? Okay, well, it turns out our computers are broken, so we'll get to that uh, in a little bit, unless you want to. You can look over my shoulder if you'd like to. No? It seems inappropriate. Seems inappropriate this time of the morning. Two days after my first fitness session, boy, oh boy, I got out of bed and was walking like old man Steptoe. I was walking terribly. I could, you saw me coming in this morning, didn't you, Kath? Yeah, I thought you'd had some sort of injury. I know, it's like, it was like a broomstick had fallen up my bottom. Fallen? I'd fallen on a broomstick. Uh, oh, have you got your bits and pieces? Yeah. Are we ready to go? Yeah. OK, good. 08459 455 555. Now, two Bedfordshire policemen have been uh, cleared of assaulting a Luton man with severe learning difficulties. The family of Farouk Ali are convinced there's still a case to answer and are now considering civil action. Well, Catherine has got more on this story. Remind us... Uh, 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 about the background to this story. Okay, well, first let me tell you a bit about Farouk Ali. He's 30 years old, but his family tell us he has a really severe form of autism, which means he has the mental age of a five-year-old. And his condition also means that he likes routine and detail, and he'll get upset and frightened by any unexpected deviation from what he's used to doing. He's also quite a well-built man. Now, one of Farouk's rituals is standing outside on bin day and watching the collections, and we're told that this is what he was doing outside his home, wearing his slippers on February the 20th when he was spotted by two Bedfordshire Police traffic officers. Now, they saw Farouk standing outside his house, thought he looked suspicious and tried to move him on. There was a struggle and the wheelie bins were sent flying. Farouk Mm. ran into the house with cuts and bruises, which was when his brother, Dobir Ali, who we'll be speaking to later on, says he came up the house, confronted police officers about what had happened and Dobir says their response was that they thought Farouk was a, and I quote, robber. Okay, so what happened at Ellsbury Crown Court? Well, yesterday the two police officers, PC Christopher Pitts from Welling Garden City and PC Christopher Thomas from Bedford, were cleared of misconduct and assault charges concerning 33-year-old Farouk. Earlier in the trial, the officers had been cleared of perverting the course of justice. Now, the jury was told that Mr Ali was fearful of police officers because back in 2011 he'd been briefly detained by the police after a young woman had reported that she'd been followed. Mr Ali had been wrongly identified uh, and he was still upset about the experience. After this, he usually wore a lanyard with a red badge to show people that he was autistic, but that morning he wasn't wearing that lanyard. Uh, Farouk's family, the local community, we know there was a lot of anger there before. How have they reacted to the verdict? They're still angry. They say they're 
shocked and extremely unhappy with the verdict. They feel that they haven't had justice over what they say happened to Farouk in February. And throughout the process, they've had a lot of support uh, on a Justice for Farouk Facebook page. The family's lawyer, Atik Malik, from Liberty Law Solicitors, says there's been plenty of reaction there already. We're already getting feedback from the community of distress, upset, anger, sadness of the outcome. The fact that we've got this outcome now, albeit through a full and proper court criminal process, it will aggravate those feelings within the community. Uh, what are Bedfordshire Police saying about this? Well, in a statement, Bedfordshire Police Chief Constable Colette Paul said that both officers will remain suspended pending the outcome of an internal misconduct investigation. It's being carried out by Leicestershire Police and supervised by the Independent Police Compl- Complaints Commission. Now, Colette Paul says, we note the decision of the court and will be reviewing all of the evidence put forward during the trial. I regret any distress caused to Mr Ali, the officers involved and their respective families. And it's being carried out by Leicestershire Police because other police forces Forces investigate other police forces, it's don't like, they? So there can be no allegations of, you know, an, an inside job. Uh, or... Well, I, I suspect some people would still be suspicious of that, but that, that's the plan, isn't it? What, what's what's likely to happen now? Well, this misconduct investigation against the two police officers is expected to resume. Meanwhile, the family of Farouk Ali say they're considering whether they'll have any grounds for a criminal appeal or whether they might start civil proceedings. The family's lawyer, Atik Malik, uh, says that the issue still isn't resolved as far as they're concerned. The family and ourselves, we fought really hard for justice, bring the matter as far as we have on this occasion and it's not going to stop here the misconduct proceedings were put on hold by Bethesda Police they will now have to be initiated whatever the outcome of that is is up to Bethesda Police as far as we are concerned we are going to be considering our position in respect of the criminal outcome we are also going to be considering our position in respect of potential civil proceedings that's the lawyer Atik Malik there and we'll also be hearing from Dobia Ali later on in the programme Kaz thank you very much indeed Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Having a look at the speed sensors this morning, it's looking a little bit slow into St Albans on London Road from Fishpool Street. Having a look elsewhere in Clapham on Paula Radcliffe Way, there's a lane closed there for roadworks going on at the junction for the A6 Clapham Road. That's not causing any queues at the moment. That could cause some problems later on, though. On the motorways, the M25 still has a lane closed in both directions between junction 26 for Mabby and 27 for the M11. That's after the accident two days ago. And on the M40 northbound, two lanes are closed between junction 8A for Oxford and nine for Bista, so that could cause some delays as well. The overnight roadworks there are overrunning. Having a look at the trains, there's no reports of any major problems, but if you head into London using the underground, the Northern Line is suspended from Edgware to Golders Green. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Samantha. Right, 6.15. It's uh, Thursday the 11th of December. Wowzers. I mean, Lee, these are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. The family of, a, uh, of an autistic man from Luton say community relations with the police have been damaged after two officers were cleared of assaulting him. A BBC investigation has discovered that more than 60 children in Buckinghamshire are being supported because they're at risk of child sexual exploitation. And a Luton woman who posted messages encouraging terrorism in Syria on Facebook faces a jail sentence today. See Three Counties Radio. as we launch the first ever BBC Music Awards. A night of incredible live performances, including Ed Sheeran, Coldplay, Paloma Faith, Take That, and many more. 
The BBC Music Awards. Watch it live tonight from 8 on BBC One and BBC One HD. Are there um, any bands that hate each other now? Because you don't get bands hating each other because you, I just, you hear there that, that list of um, like Ed Sheeran and Coldplay and Take That and they're all very, very different acts. And 15, 20 years ago, there would have been someone going, oh, I'm not going to go on stage with Take That. Yeah, E17. E17 and Take That hated each other. Oasis and Blur. Oasis and Blur. Liam Gallagher and Robbie Williams hated each other. Are there any... Well, Ed Sheeran... Who does he hate? Taylor Um, Swift? No. No, he loves her. He he loves her. But he was... This is all... um, what I've read, so it might not oh, be true. Oh, gossip! But so it's he, true. It's true facts. He was seeing Ellie Goulding, who's also a singer, yeah. and she went off with Niall from One Direction. One second. I know who Ellie Goulding is. Yeah, so, just in case. Well, I, what? She's also a singer. All right, you're not yeah. speaking to your granddad. Oh, sometimes I feel like. But I am. If you could just speak a little louder. Okay. And she went off with Niall from One Direction, apparently in a hotel, and they got it on, and it wow. was behind Ed Sheeran's back. I mean, he wrote a song. He was about in the it. room. No, <laughs> he was in the same These hotel. Pop though. stars are so sexually indulgent. I know, but he's written a couple of songs about. So he's it, made a few yeah. quid out of it. Yeah. Taylor Swift was going out with um, uh, a variety. Uh, well, yeah, the fella from One Direction. Yeah. What's his name again? Harry, Harry Harry Belafonte from One Direction, and she wrote a song about it. Apparently, yeah. and won she an wrote award. one about him. She wrote one about the bike before. I need to start dumping more fellas. Yeah. Uh, but there's no good pop star rivalry. I mean, the Stones versus the Beatles was kind of made up, but it was still quite exciting to have that. There's no pop star rivalry. There are no pop stars. Where's yeah, Morrissey? There are, there are women that. Who, Katy Perry's wound people up, hasn't she? Lily Allen's always winding people but up. But not, not for the last couple of years. Oh, she can't be bothered. We need, we, we need Morrissey to come and slag off some pop stars. You know what? You are so right. I am. And I think it's down to the magazines that people read now. Yeah. They're all just music facts. Yeah, everything's... Um, do, do, here's something, kids. Do, do they still have pop magazines where they print the lyrics out for the songs? So you can pin them like on looking. your wall. Yeah, or learn them. Because I, I didn't get those magazines, so I had to write down the words. I had to transcribe the words from various songs and then learn them that way. I remember doing that it too. with quill? Uh, I remember doing it with uh, The Boxer Beat by the Joe Boxers and The Funky Gibbon by the Goodies. Oh. I wrote down all the lyrics and learned them. <laughs> what? You needed to write those lyrics down. The Funky them. Gibbon is a very tricky song to try and learn. What was the first song you knew all the words to? Um, um, it was, uh, uh, it was either the Funky Gibbon or it may have been Daydream Believer. Oh. Yeah, I was hip at that. I was even, I was hip as a kid. Well. What? Hmm? Uh, but so you don't get, you don't get smash hits anymore that print the lyrics to the songs. I think so. I miss pop star rivalries. You don't even have, uh, you don't even have inter rivalries. The kinks hated each other. Oasis hated each other. Oh, hang on, you do. Go on. Oh, Clean Bandit, apparently. They're always arguing. Right, well, that's... That doesn't mean anything to you. No, that's just an advert in a classified... Oh, apparently One Direction will hate each other. Yeah, Zane's a bit of a... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Zane. Zane, listen, Zane. 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 He's in Zane. Oh, no, hang on, that sounds... He drives the dogs insane. There we go. Thank you very much indeed. We got there in the end. These guys never hated each other. Oh, hang on. Yes, they did.
guys. 08459 555555. If you can give us any good stories of pop rivalry, then please do. Uh, now, uh, the Scout Association has formally apologised for child abuse. Because, well, not that big a story in the papers. It's kind of hidden away, really. Uh, they've apologised for child abuse committed within the movement, admitted it was wrong to try to deal with paedophiles without involving the police. Meanwhile, delegates from 50 countries are meeting in London this morning to formulate a global response to the sexual exploitation of children online. And a BBC South Today investigation has discovered that more than 60 uh, children in Buckinghamshire are being supported because they are at risk of exploitation. What a fun list that is to read out. Uh, with us now, a regular on the show, Pete Saunders, who is Chief Executive of the National Association for People Abused in Childhood. Peter, does any of this surprise you? Uh, it, oh, sadly, you know, how many times have we had similar conversations over the years? Um, no, but I'm, I'm, I, I am encouraged that at long last the, this, this massive problem of child abuse and exploitation in this case is, is being sort of recognised and, and something is finally being done about it. We're having a conversation about it on the radio. Uh, the, the, the authorities, the police, social workers and people in your area are, are being trained to spot signs and symptoms of this curse and, and, and about time too. So good, 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 on, good on the area for picking this up and doing something about it. Let's have a look at the local figures first. So 60 uh, children in Buckinghamshire are being supported because they're at risk of exploitation. Do, do we know exactly what that means? Would they're at risk of being exploited? I, I, I don't know precisely no. what it means. What I imagine it means is that those are some of the children who will be on the at-risk register. They will be children or young people who have been identified by social services somehow as, as being at risk. Of course, the vast majority of children who are at risk are never identified because they are children who are being abused at home by their dad or their stepdad or their grandfather or their mother or something like that. Mm. And often that never comes to light. Um, so, so, you know, it is, as Theresa May said in Parliament a couple of weeks ago, we're talking about the tip of an iceberg here. Well, I, I, quite often when we do a story like this, we get one or two voices, normally on text, they tend not to call in, saying, oh, for goodness sakes. Oh, for goodness sakes. Listen, you know, the, the, let's, can we all get over this? Everyone's jumping on the uh, abuse bandwagon, particularly when it, it, it uh, considers um, events that may have taken place several years ago. What, what would you say to them, Peter? I, I would say to them to get in touch with me or to come and spend half a day at the NAPAC office and listen to the thousands of calls that we have coming in every year. Talk, talking of which, could, could we give out our free phone number? Well, let's give it to the end, Peter, so people have got the chance yeah. to go and get a pen and paper. Brilliant. But yes, we will, of course Brilliant. we can, of course we can. Yeah, of course, there's nobody, there's nobody who would rather agree with that statement if it were true than me, believe mm. me, as a survivor of abuse, you know, who was told years ago, oh, get over it. Well, you know, actually, any survivor listening to your programme now, Ian, would tell you that it ain't as easy as just getting over it. There's a story in the papers today, and I'm surprised this isn't... Uh, this kind of hidden away, page 23 of the Mail. It's, it's smaller in some of the other papers. Scouts apologise for years of child abuse. Paedophiles victims have been awarded £900,000. Uh, there's, there's a kind of disparity in figures. The BBC have investigated, and they claim it's nearly 900000 The Scouts say it's less than 500000 Either way... It's a lot of money, and the, the, the Scouts have tried to deal with this stuff internally 
in the past. Now, listen, I'm not going to go into too much detail, but uh, there was some, some stuff going on when I was in the Cubs that was thoroughly uh, unpleasant and deeply upsetting. This, this, is, this will come as a shock to some people, though, won't it, Peter? Well, of course it does. And uh, going back to my scout days, the, the chaplain of our scouting group uh, has subsequently served time in prison. Yeah, one of my scoutmasters has served time as well. Dear me. Yeah. You know, so it just it just shows this is a widespread cancer that we've got to tackle with more vigour. And, you know, the, the least we can do is, is, to, is to talk about it and to try and protect our children today. Because we can't undo, you, you know, these the whingers that you're referring to, in the, we can't undo what was done to us, you know, and I don't bang, out, bang on about what was done to me. All I'm saying is that we know that when children are abused, the consequences can potentially last a lifetime for and that child. finally, Peter, uh, yeah. David Cameron is, is, is saying today that they're going to tighten loopholes uh, to protect children online, in, including um, something along the lines of it will be illegal. I'm surprised this isn't the case already. It will be illegal for, for uh, people to encourage children to send them explicit photos. Uh, the, the internet is, is still kind of like the Wild West. Is this going to have any impact, do you think? Or is it or just David Cameron trying to make the right sounds? Um, I think if David Cameron was really serious about this, he would put far more resources into apprehending the people, uh, and not not just in this country, but a worldwide initiative to apprehend the people who enable um, these vile sort of images to be to be projected around the world, and for people to share these these sort of sick perversions. Because at the end of the day, what we're talking about are real victims again, who's who are children and whose lives are being blighted. Um, don't let me forget the free phone number. No, we're going to do it now, Peter. If, if anyone wants to call the National Association for People Abused in Childhood, and I'm guessing that people who haven't been abused but might want to discuss things can call up as well. Maybe it, it, it will um, uh, it will strike something with them. What's the phone number, Peter? We, we, yeah, you're right. We get many callers from, from, from other people who are supporting survivors. Um, it's a free phone number. Uh, there's also a group for survivors going to be setting off in, in this area in the new year. So if anybody wants to join a, su- a support group for survivors, it's all free of charge. They can contact Valerie at napac.org.uk. That's Valerie at napac.org.uk. But the free phone number that anybody can call free, and it doesn't show up on a phone billing, which I think is really important, mm-hmm. is 0808 801 That's 0808 8010331 and that operates Monday to Friday from 10 in the morning till 9 at night. Peter, always appreciate your time. Good to talk to you. Thank and you very much. Cheers. Bye-bye. Peter Saunders, Chief Exec of the National Association for People Abused in Childhood. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Having a look at the speed sensors and the A413 southbound pass, Wendover looks a little bit slow and elsewhere in Milton Keynes on Standing Way, there's roadworks in place around the Kingston roundabout, so expect delays there later on. It's moving fine looking at the speed sensors at the moment, though. In Uxbridge on the A40, it's uh, two lanes are closed at the Hillingdon Circus. It's causing queues to the Swakeleys roundabout if you're coming off the M40. And further afield on the M40, two lanes are closed between Junction 8A for Oxford and 9 for Bicester. That's because of overnight and roadworks that are over running. On the trains and airports any major problems at the moment but on the northern line if you use that to get into London it's suspended from Edgeware to Golders Green. Smart the breath BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
It's 6.30, I'm Simon Oxley. The family of an autistic man from Luton say community relations with the police have been damaged after two officers were cleared of assaulting him. The officers, who were accused of punching Farouk Ali, remain suspended ahead of a police misconduct investigation. A BBC investigation has discovered that more than 60 children in Buckinghamshire are being supported because they're at risk of child sexual exploitation. And a Luton woman who posted messages encouraging terrorism in Syria on Facebook faces a jail sentence today. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Manchester City are through to the last 16 of the Champions League after a 2-0 win away to Roma. Manuel Pellegrini's side into the knockout stages despite getting just two points from their first four games. I think that we always trust in the world after, especially after we beat uh, Bayern Munich, that we have a lot of chances to, to qualify here. I'm very happy, first of all, because we won against a very difficult team, a very difficult stadium also. And also uh, in the way we play, I think that we play very well from the beginning till the end. Chelsea, who had already qualified, were 3-1 winners at home to Sporting Lisbon. In the Europa League tonight, Tottenham are in Turkey to face Besiktas. Everton are at home to the Russian side Krasnodar. Both English sides have already qualified for the next stage. The BBC has learned that Formula One driver Jensen Button will stay with McLaren next season. The 2009 world champion, who's 34, will partner Fernando Alonso. An announcement will be made at the team's headquarters in Surrey later today. England's cricketers need 240 to win the rain-delayed fifth one-day international in Sri Lanka. The hosts were all out for 239 yesterday. Here's Simon Mann. England will begin their innings on the second day, facing a tricky chase on a pitch that's offered considerable turn. Perversely, it was pace bowler Chris Wokes who took the wickets, six for 47, to become the first England bowler to take six wickets twice in a one-day international. But it was James Treadwell who demanded most respect. Kumar Sangakara was vigilant in compiling 91 from 123 balls, his fourth half-century in a row. Treadwell at 1 for 33, including two maidens in his 10 overs. Sri Lanka will be hoping their attack, comprising four spinners, will be able to bowl with a dry ball for a full 50 overs. It will give them their best chance of winning. BBC Three Counties News and Sports. The next full bulletin is at seven. We wish you a reggae Christmas. 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 We wish you a reggae Christmas and a reggae New Year. We wish you a reggae Christmas and a reggae New Year. We wish you a reggae Christmas and a reggae New Year. We wish you a reggae Christmas and a reggae New Year. Give up looking for my baby
From uh, from Ian, regular contributor to the show. Excellent. Ian, don't let Catherine pick the songs. We end up with this guff. Uh, I didn't pick this. I hate this, this song. This is a great song, guys. Great song. Ian, other Ian, she beef. I didn't pick this. Right, listen. Dare you? I thought you knew me. All right, calm down. Kelly Betts, would you want to say something? No. Okay, thank you. This is a great song. No. And I have got a very, very soft spot for Lisa Stansfield in my heart. Mm. In my heart. She, I had... Do you ever have those dreams, right, where you dream about someone you've never really thought of, but in the dream you're in love with them, Mm -hmm. and then when you wake up in the morning, you wake up in love with that person? Mm. I had that with Lisa Stansfield. Did you? I had a dream that we were in love, and I woke up, I was in love with her. This was like 20 years ago, and I still hold a loving candle for Lisa Stansfield. I think it's a candle. Can you blow it out, please? I can't reach. It's a fire hazard. Could you? No. Oh wait, four five nine four double five five double five. What are those? Um, ca- what are they called? Are they called candle dampeners? Snuffers. 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 Do you like snuffers? Love snuffers. Great nickname. If uh, if anybody wants to phone up and claim the nickname snuffers, oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. First come, first serve. There's only one person can be called snuffers. It could be you. Give us a call. Because we've got a biggers, haven't we? We've got a biggers. What's the other fella called that rings up? Bummers. Webby. 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 That's it. Doctor Watts. If you There's want enough nicknames on this show. If you want a snuffers. Uh, to be your nickname, then give us a call. It can be yours. But th- there is only one snuffers available. 08459 555. And we're happy to give out nicknames to any of the callers. But snuffers is uh, is uh, premium. Number one. A number one. Top of the hill. Bob Dylan's releasing an album of Frank Sinatra songs. Oh. That'll be good. Oh. That'll be good. Mm. Flipping heck, Dills. Why is he doing that? Because he's a plum. Because he's, he's, he's a plum. I'll, I'll, I'll leave it there. Because he can and people will buy it.
Strangers night. Made glasses. I can't think many more thanks net songs. He's gonna sing. do do bit dibby do bit do bit do. He's not gonna do it like a Pakistani. What? Oh no, that's that's Bowie. It's Hello. pretty groovy, Bowie. I'm David Bowie and I'm singing Strangers in the Night. What were the chances? <laughs> <laughs> On the internet, DavidDavidBowie.com. <laughs> I had to call it DavidDavidBowie.com because somebody got DavidBowie.com already and they wanted £5,000. I was not prepared to pay that. I'm David Bowie. I'm not prepared to pay £5,000 for DavidBowie.com. That's my internet domain name. I should be having that. What you- so I'm DavidDavidBowie.org. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I look forward to Bob Dylan releasing that record and we'll play some tracks from it and we'll, 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 we'll laugh. Yeah. What have you got in the pipes? Well, around one pedestrian in seven injured on the roads, guess what? Is drunk. What? Drunk as a lord. Drunk walking? Why would this is the crime that we should be focusing on more than drink driving, drunk walking. Well, this is the silent killer that nobody is daring to discuss. Well, we are. Well, I think no. I think we encourage drunk walking, don't we? Just no. not drunk walking in front of cars. No, we should no one no upon. one should be drinking and moving. You have a drink, you stay there for 12 hours. <laughs> That's what I think. What do you think, listener? 08459 455555. Am I, am I right? I'm not wrong. It also reveals the run-up to Christmas... Try that as a catchphrase. ...is a peak period for accidents involving... Peak periods. And it has become a... Quote marks... Drunk walkers. Drunk walkers disgust me. Those guys should be sent to the Isle of Wight and then shot. Am I right? I'm not wrong. It's quite a good catchphrase, actually, isn't it? And I'm, I'm quite good at being angry about. I like Kath's catchphrase. What was that? Can you stop scaring me? Do you like, <coughs> do you like the one show? That's not my catchphrase. That's a failed That's chat-up attempt. What gets Kath feeling a little bit fruity? A little bit fruity. You mention a one show, and Kath just melts. No, that's what makes me reach for the fuddler. Uh-huh. The fuddler. Is that what you call if it? What do you wants call the your... nickname? The fuddler. <laughs> what do you call um, your husband's private parts? Wow. Wait four five nine four double five. Who's called up um, to be uh, for their nickname the uh, snuffer? I'm not sure the phones are working. Guys, could you te- test the phones, please? Oh wait, four five nine four double five five double five. Drunk walkers make me want to puke. Those guys should have their eyeballs ripped out and their heads shoved right up their backsides and then be shot. My mum hit a drunk walker once. I remember being in the back of the car. We'd gone to pick my dad up. Unbelievable. I think it might have been around Christmas time. It was certainly cold. I bet it was your mum that went to prison for that. No, she. Um, he went back in the pub. She oh. went to the police station to report it. They phoned the pub. He was still in there. He Ca- rolled the bonnet. Flipping it. <laughs> he rolled across he did a, the He did a Starsky. <laughs> Campaigners want to ban the classic Tom Jones song Delilah at rugby matches because they claim it glorifies domestic violence. Well, it does. It does. It does. It does. He stabs her. Oh. The 60s hit about the revenge killing... Can I just say for legal reasons, Tom Jones, as far as I'm aware, has never actually stabbed a woman, although he's sung about it over 2,000 times. So there's probably a link. The six, so he might have done. The 60s hit about the revenge killing of a woman has been adopted as an unofficial anthem for Wales. It's often played before kick-off at Cardiff's Millennium Stadium. But now Welsh nationalist politician Daffid Iwan... What's his name? <laughs> Daffid Iwan. Daffid. Daffid Iwan. Daffid Iwan with me. For... Daffy wanna make those eyes of me fall when they don't mean what they say. Is leading a protest to get it stopped. The former president of Plaid Cymru said 
Cymru. I'm from Wales. Do I'm from Wales. Do we really realise what we're singing about here? It's a song about murder, and it does tend to trivialise, trivialise, trivialise the idea of murdering a woman. It's a pity these words now have been elevated to the status of a secondary national anthem. That wasn't bad, although it has given me a headache. Mm. Well done. What song do they want instead? What's new, Pussycat? Smack my bitch up. What? They don't. They don't. They don't because that's equally violent. It was. It was a little bit of fun. It was a bit of a joke. It's a little bit of fun for the boys and the girls. A little bit of fun for the boys and the girls. But those drunk walkers really do make me sick. What makes you sick? Call me now. Oh eight four five nine four double five five four. Get it. It's get it off your chest Thursday. Is he right? We should start breathalysing people who drunk walk. We should start breathalysing drunks. That'll teach them a lesson they'll never forget, particularly when I shoot them oh. afterwards. Oh, there's, there's phone calls. I've probably said something offensive. Yeah, you said the B word. Apologies for that. Oh, apologies for that, guys. I didn't know that was on, uh, that was on the list. If anybody's offended by the reference to the uh, prodigy hit... And, yes, yeah, at a female dog. Uh, then, uh, well, I was talking about that. I was talking about dog training. What have you got in the papers? Oh, got nothing. We've got a caller. Line one, what's your name? Morning, it's Angie. Angie? Yeah, morning. Good morning, Angie. What would you? What can we do for you? Well, I just thought I'd let you know your phones are working fine. OK. Oh. Apparently, Kerry's offered me snuffers. Well, <sighs> Flip, this know. is awkward. Do you think snuffers is a, a boy's name? It, yeah, I, oh. I, I was envisaging a, a gentleman snuffer. I don't think... Girls don't tend to have nicknames. Oh, really? It didn't have you down as a sexist, Ian. Uh, there's nothing wrong with being oh. sexy. Sexist, oh. mate, sexist. All right, love, calm down. Oh. S- stay there. <laughs> Angie, stay there. Who's this online to? Um, another snuffer. Hello? Hello. Hello, who are you? Robbie. Robbie? Yes. Now, listen, you, you've called up to be snuffers as well. Yes. This is, puts me in an awkward position, OK? Because I'm supposed to be a modern man and I'm supposed to, you know, respect women equally. Supposed to be, yeah. But, uh, uh, Snuffers? Yes. No, the other one. Can, to tell me why you think you should um, be called Snuffers. I've got a cold and I'm sniffing a lot at the minute. I like it. Snuffers? Yes. Tell me why you think you should be called Snuffers. Um, because, like, any nickname has absolutely nothing to do with my normal name. Sorry? Because, like, my normal Like a nickname has nothing to do with my normal name. This is... I know what we do. We do what I do in my life when I, I, I know somebody of two different sexuality genders and they've got the same name. <laughs> Snuffers? Wrestle. No. Oh, S- snuffers? Yeah, well, you could yeah. wrestle. That's no, no. Sorry, the other no. snuffers. Yes. Right, your <laughs> snuffers. Yes. And lady snuffers. Yeah. Your lady snuffers. I could be sniffers. Oh, now she's just confusing the the pudding, isn't she? Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the A5 southbound between Hockliffe and Dunstable, having a look at the speed sensors, that is starting to look a little bit slow and busy at the moment. In Uxbridge, on the A40 eastbound, two lanes are closed because the lorry's broken down at the Hillington Circus. It's causing queues from the Denham roundabout at the M40. And having a look at the M25, anti-clockwise, it's very slow between Junction 21 for the M1 and 20 for Kings Langley. It's also still a lane closed in both directions between Junction 26, Wardham Abbey, and 27 for the M11 after the big accident there two days ago. Uh, further afield on the M40 northbound, two lanes are closed between Junction 8A for Oxford and 9 for Bicester. And on the train, snow reports of any major problems and the north problems on the northern line have cleared, so that's all moving well at the moment as well. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. 
morning, Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio, 6.46. It's Thursday, the 11th of December. I'm Ian Lee. Um, I think I've just said that. The family of an autistic man from Luton say community relations with the police have been damaged after two officers were cleared of assaulting him. A BBC investigation has discovered that more than 60 children in Buckinghamshire are being supported because they're at risk of child sexual exploitation. And a Luton woman who posted messages encouraging terrorism uh, in Syria on Facebook faces a jail sentence today. We'll speak to Justin in a bit, but before that, let's get the weather. Here's Georgina. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. Well, actually, today's not looking too bad ahead of tonight's turbulent weather, so we've got a bright start for many. Some sunny spells around and also some isolated showers. Clouds start to encroach from the west later on, though, ahead of that rain. Now, the west to southwesterly winds still causing it to be fairly breezy today, but actually they, they do drop a little during the day before picking up again tonight with highs of 7 degrees Celsius. So tonight the rain comes after dark. It's probably going to be at its heaviest in the early hours of the morning, and that's when the winds will be stronger as well. Well, there is a yellow warning in place from midnight through till 9am. We are expecting gusts of up to 50 miles per hour and uh, lows of 4 degrees Celsius. But once the rain clears between about 6 and 8am, quite a drop in the temperatures and then ice could be a risk, mainly on untreated surfaces. But you'll notice as the rain clears that it becomes noticeably less windy. Still a little breezy though. Uh, but by the afternoon, the cl- any cloud left gradually thins out to give us some sunny spells, which could be fairly hazy, but still a very different end to the day with highs of 9 degrees Celsius. A cold night, a frosty start to the weekend, but quite a pleasant Saturday if you wrapped up warm enough with uh, clear skies and lighter winds. Another frosty night on uh, through till Sunday and then cloudy and wet, slightly windier as well to finish off the weekend before settling down again on Monday. That's your latest forecast. What I don't get, Catherine, is, yeah. is, is a lot of talk of a weather bum. What's no, this no, no. weather bomb that's bomb. happening? What? Bomb. Huh? Not bomb. Bomb. What? Okay, well, what's a weather bomb then? It's bad uh, weather. Have you bomb. heard of this weather bomb, Justin? Yeah, I heard uh, Roberto talking about it last night, actually, yeah. Yeah, he does the big stories, the news stories. But I don't... What, what, so what's a, what is the weather bomb? We're going to get some bad weather. It's going to be December. I don't... Was, I mean... So we're going to get some bad weather? <laughs> what's the, why is that a weather bomb? <laughs> Just... I've got no idea. But what was Roberta saying last night about it? Uh, I think he, he was just saying, are you ready for the weather bum? I don't know what a weather bum is. Mm. When's it going to drop? <laughs> <laughs> is it going to be excessively windy? <laughs> be careful, guys. The wind will get you. Blow you in every direction possible. As long as I'm not behind that weather bum, I don't care. They can they can uh, crack on without me. Now, Justin. Yeah. Naughty <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Well, it says on my screen, <laughs> Dealey uh, has something in his hand he wants to talk about. This could be the moment we get yanked off the air. Yeah, quite possibly. I'm working with a bit of a delay this morning, so if I sound drunk, um, I, I do apologise. Why have you my got a bit of a delay, back. mate? I have the radio car back. Oh. And uh, this morning, I'm live in St Albans. Hey, wow. Fant- oh, this is the new technology that we're being forced to work with yeah. that means that we broadcast. When we talk to you, there is a three-quarter of a second delay, which means spontaneous.
spontaneous conversation is yes. verboten. Great work, BBC guys. You've, you've improved technology by making it slightly worse. Thanks, guys. Your turn, Dealey. I, th- I think I can work with this. OK, so um, in my hand right now, I've got something which I think is going to disappoint you. I've <laughs> <laughs> heard that one before. Ooh, yes. Because earlier you were talking about uh, music magazines, weren't you? Yes, I was, mate. Um, so what I've done, I've popped into a local news agent here yeah. in St Albans, and in front of me I have Top of the Pops magazine. Oh, beautiful. Has it got lots of uh, band lyrics and song lyrics in there? Well, I've been looking through. It comes with a, a free shimmer kit, which is very nice. Oh, lovely. Um, but um, looking inside the magazine, I have absolutely no lyrics in front of me whatsoever. Oh. Um, as you go through the magazine, we have uh, various pictures of One Direction holding flowers, and also an exclusive interview w- with Union J. Questions such as, guys, what are your New Year's resis? Hey, guys. It's for, rubbish. For goodness sake, how am I supposed to sing along with um, uh, Too Many Broken Hearts by Jason Donovan <laughs> if the lyrics aren't in there? I know. I know, it's crazy. Justin, we're going to send you out on a musical mission this morning. Yes. If you don't mind, Catherine. There is a Welsh MP who is calling for uh, an end to the singing of Delilah in the football terraces. What? Is it time to ban Delilah? Because no. it's about uh, violence against women. Oh, come on. I have to say, I've she been to She saw Stoke the City. knife in my hand. <laughs> she laughed no more. Because I stabbed her. It's a bit of fun. So when it comes, no, no, not that. <laughs> but the song is a bit yeah. of fun when it comes to football games. Yeah. I, I've been to Stoke City, uh, where it's, it's their anthem, if you like. Um, apparently, oh. it was played in a in a pub, I think, in the 1960s, late 60s, after a game, and they adopted it as the as the club's theme tune. I've been to that football ground when they're all singing that song. It, I have to say, it does sound absolutely fantastic. You can't yeah. ban that. And the Welsh know how to sing as well, don't they? They do. Yeah, big time. Tom, legend. Yeah, OK. We'll take it to the streets, Just. Yeah. That's all we've got to, to work with today. Do you know what? While I was <laughs> while I was talking to you, while you were talking just then, a song popped in my head. Mm. Do you want to introduce Musical Youth and pass the duchy? Oh, <laughs> seriously? <laughs> yeah, do it, fella. Oh, wow. How long have I got on this one? I don't, I don't know what the intro is. You're just going to have to ride it. Oh, do you know I think it goes in straight. OK. Musical Youth, 1983, uh, UK number one. Enjoy across beds, hearts and bucks. Was there in swing? How does it feel when you got no food? 
chip on the left hand side. Pass the door, chip on the left hand side. It have a fun. Give me the music, make me jump and fall. It have a fun. It's got something to do with uh, grot bags. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. That was part of a new feature I'm calling Blast from the Past, and it's old songs about drugs. Blast... (laughs) From the past. Tomorrow will be... Um, Most bang. old songs are about drugs. Yeah, it turns out they are. Or murdering women. Neither of which I condone. Although when I was in Slough High Street yesterday, I thought they'd legalised marijuana. Flipping heck, I was getting a contact high. I was walking down the street. And I was... There, it really was a very strong smell. Kids, kids, kids. I grew up in the, the 90s, the 80s and the 90s. I know what uh, pot smells like. Did you feel like you wanted to say that to them? Because they walk around as if, oh, you old people. Listen, it wasn't us that invented it. It was our grandparents. Wanted, we know what it smells like. I wanted to go up to them and say, that's not a joint. This is a joint. But I don't carry drugs on me. I don't condone drugs. Do I don't you trick drugs. Pulled out a lamb joint. That's not a joint. This is. I'm going to turn her microphone off. Yeah, mm. probably for the best. Yeah, put her out of her misery. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but boy, in the high street, wow, Slough High Street. I went to Greg's Raisin. immediately after. You felt you felt the munchies. Maybe it was like what they do outside the body shop, where they pump out those nice aromas. You go, I want to go in the body shop, get and buy some um, some soap made out of yams testicles. Uh, but um, I don't think yams have testicles. But it was Greg's pumping out the sweet smell of Mary Jane, so that you get you hungry. Go hungry, you go and buy a pasta. I used to live down the corridor in a in a, in a block of flats. Let's yeah. call it a block of flats. That's Why what not? it was yeah. uh, from. Um, basically Cheech and Chong and uh, when I got to the end of the corridor into my door usually I started fancying what's it knickknacks that kind of snack Um, really smelly do they think you don't notice street entertainers we've got a minute yeah I hate them they're in the newspaper. Yeah. Um, people who pretend that they're floating or stand on one leg. I like it's the floaters. Be freaky deaky in public. I do not like it. Twenty four and twenty five. I like the floaters because I can't work out how the floaters do it. But the people that just stand there um, it, it, it is a, like in white face with a, as a statue and stuff. What, what's that? Or, or Charlie Chaplin? Chaplin wasn't funny when he was alive. Mm-hmm. So somebody doing a watered down version of Chaplin is going to be even less funny. Well, you know, I had a traumatic incident with an imp. So? In Spain, yeah, a guy dressed up as an imp with pointy ears and stuff. 
It's horrible. I saw a great video. Taking a picture and he came up behind me and went, lovely, innit? Lovely. In my ear, in my ear. I hadn't even paid him. I saw a great video of um, a guy trying to get a statue to move. The rule is you put a coin in the thing and they, they do something. And this guy slapped him in the face and so a statue just smacked him one. But it's, it's still, you, it's all right, I've got to put quid in your pot and what, you, you kind you of move. do the thumbs up. Get it. Get a job, fella. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Uxbridge on the A40 at the Hillington Circus, a lorry has broken down. That is still two lanes shut there and it's causing queues now back to the Denham roundabout but on the M40 there are queues from the M25 if you're heading into London that way. On the M1 southbound it's looking very busy between Junction 11 for Dunstable Road and 9 for Redbourne and on the M25 anti-clockwise it's queuing between Junction 25 for Enfield and 24 for Potter's Bar. Having a look at the train departure boards though, there's no reports of any delays at the moment. Smart the Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Catherine has just said the phrase to me My Elliot was massive today We're referring to the kind of little pointy up bit At the back of her head on the, 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 the hair Interband rivalries And if you want a nickname I'll give you one Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks This is BBC Three Counties Radio It's seven o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, Luton family may take civil action against Bedfordshire police, child exploitation risk in Buckinghamshire and Watford schoolboy quizzes the Deputy Prime Minister. BBC Three Counties Radio. The family of an autistic man from Luton say community relations with the police have been damaged after two officers were cleared of assaulting him. The officers were accused of punching Farouk Ali, who has the mental age of a five-year-old, as they tried to detain him. Both remain suspended ahead of a police misconduct investigation. Attic Malik from Liberty Law Solicitors says they may take civil action against Bedfordshire Police. We're already getting feedback from the community of distress, upset, anger, sadness um, of the outcome. The fact that we've got this outcome now, albeit it was through a full and proper court criminal process, it will aggravate those feelings within the community. A BBC investigation has discovered that more than 60 children in Buckinghamshire are being supported because they're at risk of child sexual exploitation. It follows high-profile cases of sexual abuse by, of children by criminal gangs, celebrities and those supposed to be caring for them. Detective Chief Superintendent Andrew Murray of Thames Valley Police says they're determined to overcome the difficulties of prosecuting these sort of cases. It's too difficult to get these children into court to give evidence. Now we know... Nothing's too difficult. It has to be a priority and we will continue to investigate these offences and make sure children are as safe as possible within the Thames Valley region. Meanwhile, there's to be a fresh crackdown on online child abuse. The government plans to create a new offence banning adults from soliciting naked photographs from children on mobile phones or over the internet. A man remains in police custody following an anti-terror raid in Luton. The 35-year-old was arrested yesterday on suspicion of fundraising and inciting terrorism in Syria. Meanwhile, a Luton woman who posted messages encouraging terrorism in Syria on Facebook faces a jail sentence today. 35-year-old Runa Khan admitted four charges earlier this year. Ed Miliband will today set out Labour's plans for cutting the deficit, promising to boost wages, tax the better off and make spending cuts. He'll say Labour's spending promises will be fully costed. 
Four people were taken to hospital after a four-car collision in Hatfield yesterday afternoon. The emergency services were called to Comet Way just after 1.30. A further seven people received first aid at the scene. A Watford schoolboy has suggested to the Lib Dem leader Nick Clegg that his party may end up as court jesters after the election next year. The Deputy Prime Minister was questioned during a visit to the Croxley Green Business Park yesterday. I'm Patrick from Watford Grammar School for Boys. Will the king-making crown be stolen by you, Kip, leaving the Lib Dems as the parliamentary court jester? We need to get out onto people's doorsteps and say, look, kind of ignore what's said about us. Look what we've done. Uh, whoever will end up being the court jester. I don't know, let's compare notes after May next year. <laughs> In sport, Manchester City are through to the last 16 of the Champions League after a 2-0 win away to Roma. And in Formula 1, Jensen Button is to stay with McLaren next season and will partner Fernando Alonso. The weather, windy with sunny spells and scattered showers. A maximum temperature today, 7 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Opening the doors on the biggest advent calendar in beds, hearts and bucks. Let's see who's behind door number 11. Hello, it's Luke Ashmead from Three County Sport. I think my best Christmas memory was back in the late 90s when I'd been working and living in Dubai for three years. Uh, I flew back to the country on Boxing Day. There was a light dusting of snow. It was beautiful knowing that I was being driven back home, back to Bedford uh, and my family for the first time in well over a year. So that memory sticks out more than any other. Building up to Christmas with BBC Three Counties Radio. Always nice to get a little personal insight into uh, Luke Ashmead. Well, guys, Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. I, I was having an argument with Catherine this morning. I think it's flipping cold. She's not that bothered. I was shot. I got up in the night at three o'clock for a wee. I was sh- 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 shivering. It was so cold. I might have to treat myself to a new electric blanket. I think I'm going to have to. Lots coming up on the show this morning. Policemen cleared, charity raided, and child exploitation and scouts. Yeah, I know, all the all the fun things. Should we be banning the song Delilah? It's about violence towards women, but 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 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Uh, and any tips on dealing with croup? My, I think both my boys have got croup. I'm not even sure what croup is. It's just like a nasty cough. It's like a really nasty cough. We uh, ended up watching Happy Feet 2 again yesterday. Oh, what a terrible film. Uh, and then I persuaded them to put Frozen on because that's a brilliant film. Uh, but, oh, my, my youngest was out of it, completely out of it. Any tips on that, you can let me know. Uh, two, on to slightly more, well, slightly more serious issues. Two Bedfordshire policemen have been cleared of assaulting a Luton man with severe learning difficulties. The family of Farouk Ali, who's 33 but has a mental age of five, reacted angrily to yesterday's verdict at Aylesbury Crown Court. Meanwhile, both officers remain suspended, pending the outcome of an internal misconduct investigation. We can speak now to Dobir Ali, who is Farouk's brother. Good morning, Dobir. Good morning. Uh, you've had time to digest what happened yesterday. How are you feeling now? Uh, well, yeah, I'm a bit disappointed, uh, a bit shocked. Uh, obviously, took a sort of time to digest, and very surprised with the verdict. Did the uh, trial answer all of your questions? 
No, it didn't actually. Um, this was a clear uh, a miscarriage of justice, uh, despite number of evidence uh, that we had against police and that on a video recording. And despite all that, and uh, we were surprised with the verdict. Absolutely surprised with the verdict. You didn't. You didn't actually see what happened, did you, Dobby? Because if I, if I remember correctly, we've spoken before. Uh, uh, Farouk came rushing in after the incident. Absolutely, yeah. I was downstairs when he came in. I saw him when I was downstairs, and uh, behind him was the uh, police officer. Uh, uh, followed him in, inside the house, and uh, I, I tried to challenge the officer uh, to say, "Look, you know what, what's going on." And uh, they were all, um, well, to certain extent, hostile. They were not given any answers. Uh, we asked for the name. We asked for the badge number. And, uh, and they turned around and said to me, well, we thought he might be a robber. At any, and what the defense was is that um, they're saying that they were concerned about his welfare. Mm. At any point, no point throughout the whole trial, there were any evidence or a new evidence to say they were concerned by his welfare. Absolutely not at all. And some of the evidence, were, uh, evidence that was revealed was shocking, alarming. I was surprised myself as I was watching and hearing. And despite all that, the verdict was not guilty. So this is really, really surprising. Mm. What what do you do now, Dobby? Because obviously you're well, not happy with this, and we and I, I know that there is uh, the, the, a lot of the, the your local um, your neighbours are not happy with this. So what happens next? Well, basically, uh, obviously, just because we've got not a guilty verdict doesn't mean that we're going to stop. I will make sure whatever it takes to for justice to be served. We will we will strive and make sure that justice is is being served. Okay, I will use other alternative means as well. What do you mean by other alternative means? I uh, civil routes, uh, civil proceedings uh, for, for the two police officers. So just because the criminal side is they found out guilty, we will try other routes at the civil proceeding in the county court. And I, I, I guess most importantly, how is Farouk now? Well, um, he, he's still uh, obviously uh, surprised. I mean, obviously he doesn't know the, the trials began, the trials ended uh, because of his uh, disability. Uh, but my, my main concern is this, to get justice for Farouk. You know, just because my brother Farouk cannot speak, cannot hear, and cannot uh, do as what we can do, doesn't mean they should be neglected. I'll do my best that justice has been served. Dobby, can I ask you a question? If, if, if Farouk is as, um, as incapacitated as you suggest, and you didn't see what happened, how are you so sure that, um, that, that something um, uh, nefarious did happen, that, so that the police officers did do something bad? Well, uh, I mean, uh, I would love to share the video because obviously I had to have the video. In that video, you could see and you could hear, in fact, you could hear the screaming, the shouting, the anxiety uh, in that video and full screaming. And, is okay? that, and, is, and, and, and Dobby, sorry to press you on this, but I think this is really interesting. In that video, do you see what's happening or do you hear what's happening? Well, you, there's both sides to it. It's like, first of all, is you, you see the uh, the character of the officers, okay, um, comments mm. that was raised. But you so know. you don't see the incident that happened outside. No, you could. And hear I it. guess that's 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 the issue, isn't it? I'm not in any way suggesting I don't believe you at all. I'm just kind of yeah. you know looking at this from all angles. If you didn't see what happened outside, mm. um, and Farouk is unable to express, you yeah. know, co- coherently what happened outside. 
how do how do you know how do we know that the police officers did what you suggest they did? Well, the witnesses' account who saw uh, what okay, there were other witnesses uh, outside. Witnesses who saw and said there was there was physical physical assault that right. took place. Okay, uh, and, and did that they, witness speak up in in the court case? Absolutely, yes. yeah. They spoke up in the witness court case, okay, and they gave the evidence. Say, well, this is what we saw. Yeah. Okay, uh, and this is what really you know happened to uh, uh, to Sabu. Obviously, I wasn't there outside, sort of, or then I was inside. No. Okay, and this is what the evidence they gave, and and, and most importantly, uh, most importantly, is a video as well, that we're under recording of the video, which shows and demonstrates the, the intention and the action they have done. Clearly why, did, why did you start filming it, Dobby? No, th- th- that video is not my video, it's a police video. Oh, okay. It's, a, it's the a- AMPR video, okay. which was in the vehicle, and it shows uh, okay. from the start of the shift and to the end, well, not to so end. So it's the, the police shift. video, you didn't film it. You don't have a copy of that video, do you? We don't, I'm afraid, I don't. That's the, that's okay. the kind of prosecution. So that. And okay. if you actually see that, you see the video, and it's very clear, yeah. absolutely very clear. You can see it, and you can hear it, and that, that speaks for itself. Uh uh, it's a shame you've not got it, because I'd love to see it. I, I suppose the counter-argument would be, well, the, the judge saw it and felt that, it, it, yes, it did speak for itself, but it, it, it wasn't, he wasn't seeing or hearing the same things that perhaps you and your family saw and heard. Well, that, that's quite a question, because in terms of what you could hear is without a shadow of doubt. Uh, you know uh, the intention as well, and and um, like I said, this 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 was a clear uh, miscarriage of justice. We got to remember one thing is that there's a lot of comment was made, you know, you know, throughout the whole journey uh, of the video itself, you know, after the event, okay, and running up to the event as well. And the intention was quite clear. I mean, you know, if only we saw the video, mm. perhaps you could have come comment. Yeah, it's a shame we can't because see. We, Dobby, just, uh, um, th- there was a, a meeting a few months ago, wasn't there, with, with you and your family and, and your neighbours uh, and the police and I think some members of the Justice for Leon campaign. It got quite heated. It, it, are you concerned that, that things uh, might get excitable, might get very angry again? Well, this is it, you see, because I, I mean, a lot of people, uh, community as well, they're saying that the verdict came out. Okay, they were very, very surprised with the verdict. You know, because, you know, there were a lot of concern uh, about this issue. Okay, and obviously when they publicised the newspaper, said the article regarding uh, the the racist comment they were making. uh, And there's a lot of anxiety in the community. There's a lot of anxiety in the community right now. And the verdict came out yesterday at approximately one o'clock. My phone hasn't stopped ringing. So, you know, there are a lot of concern in the public. Uh, in the community, as to you know, the miscarriage of justice. Are tensions rising? Would you say? I would say there's a lot of concerning. Yeah, a lot of concerning. Dobby, um, I really appreciate your time this morning. Thanks very much for joining us. No problem. Thank you very much, to you. Thank, Thank you, Dobby. You. There we go, Dobby Ali, the uh, brother of Farouk. Frustrating time for the family, I'm sure. Across beds, hearts, and bucks. This is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. So it turns out our kids are thick. Uh, speak yourself. Um, I've met your kids. No, not our kids. Our kids, of course, are... Geniuses. Thank you very much indeed. Jesus Christ... Our kids are thick. Jesus Christ plays for Chelsea, say, one in five kids. Uh, right. Christmas poll shock. Jesus Christ is alive and well in, in the hearts of many Christians, of course, but apparently he's playing for Chelsea. That's according to one in five children. Where? 
um, I don't know, left back? Goal? Basically, no, I mean, where did they ask the children? They've only asked five children, haven't yeah. they? And one just said... Uh, oh, guys, more than half of five to 12-year-olds quizzed on the meaning of Christmas also think De- uh, December the 25th is Santa's birthday. Mm-hmm. 35% believe Jesus was born in the South Pole, while 27% uh, rec- reckon Mary gave birth in a church. Incredibly, one in ten said Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer was there too. <laughs> a quarter... Believe Did they catch them in the silly half hour just before bed? Because thousand, they're going to say anything then. A thousand youngsters at a shopping centre in northwest London. Uh, Brent Cross. Okay. A quarter believe the shepherds used Google Maps to find Jesus. No, they asked them, do you think he did that? And they said, uh, yeah. Kids um, don't know about Google Maps. Why are you, on the, why are you sticking up for kids so much? I think these kids have been stitched up. Like kippers. You can't stitch kids up like kippers. They're they're idiots. I've I've got an idea of how we can solve this. Yeah, go on. We need a child to come on. Yeah. And then we put those questions to them and we see... And that child represents all children. Okay. Across the nation. Do you want to get mine? Yeah, get one of your kids on and we'll um, we'll we'll bully them mercilessly on air and make them cry. Okay. Which one are you going to get? The good one or the other one? Favourite one. Hang on. Just going to get... Well, she'll be up yet. Yeah, they'll be up. Get them up! Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The A1 southbound is looking very slow at the moment between the St. Neots Junction and the Black Cat Roundabout through the roadworks. In Uxbridge on the A40 eastbound, two lanes are close at the Hillingdon Circus. It's causing queues on the A40 to the Denham Roundabout. That's also causing queues on the M40 to the M25. And on the M25 anti-clockwise, it's very slow from Junction 18 for Chorleywood down towards the M40 as well. On the M1 southbound, it's very heavy between Junction 11 for Dunstable Road and 9 for Redbourne. And it's also looking very busy on the A1M southbound between Junction 8 for Stevenage and 7 for the A602. Having a look at the train departure boards, there's no delay showing up at the moment. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Samantha. 7.16, Thursday the 11th of December. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. The family of an autistic man from Luton say they will take civil action against two Bedfordshire police officers cleared of assaulting him. A BBC investigation has discovered that more than 60 children in Buckinghamshire are being supported because they're at risk of child child sexual exploitation. And a Luton woman who posted messages encouraging terrorism in Syria on Facebook faces a jail sentence today. BBC Three Counties Radio. Treasure Quest on BBC Three Counties Radio. You look like you've been often in the bushes, Annabelle. You're never too old, Hillary. Straddle that train. What is going on? Everybody from Northamptonshire is helping Tim today. Can you just take the phone? Just just bang it against the wall a bit. I get a lot of abuse when I uh, mention these little points of interest about Annabelle's body. Saturday mornings from nine. Boogie woogie woogie woo. I'm looking for the whipping post on Datchworth Green. Is that over there? <laughs> Treasure Quest. It's quite fun, though. I quite enjoyed that. Every Saturday morning from nine on BBC Three Counties Radio. OK, so there is um, a story that um, kids are thick uh, in the newspapers this morning. And so we're going to... Oh, uh, Catherine, are we going to prove or disprove this? Well, I'm hoping she's not going to let me down. Who, I mean, this is... We're, we're this, call, is this is, is your, Biggin. This is Biggin. Good morning, Biggin. Say hello. 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 And how old are you, Biggin? Six. You're six years old. OK. Can you hear that she's got no front teeth? I can. When did when did when did your teeth fall out, Biggin? Uh, 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 oh. A 
ages oh, ago. That's a great noise. Can you, can you whistle yet? Yeah. You Go can. On. Give us a whistle. Hey, that's not bad, is it? Talented, you see. Can you burp? Not very much. Not very much. Okay. Can I ask you some questions? Would you mind? Okay. Is your mummy a good mummy or a bad mummy? A good mummy. What's so good about her? Um, she cooks my dinner. And is she a good cook or a bad cook? A good cook. Is mummy a bit stinky? Uh. No. You know your toy finger you got from that comic? Yeah. Mummy lost it. No, Ian lost it. Mummy lost it. Is she still a good mummy or is she now a bad mummy? Still a good mummy. Wow. Very forgiving, you see. Okay. Who was Jesus? Hello? Hello. Who was Jesus? (laughs) It's It's a tough question, isn't it? Does he? But is Jesus? A, okay, I'll make it a bit easier, and I can hear someone in the background. I don't know who that might be. That's Littlin. <laughs> can you? Was was Jesus a footballer, or was he the son of God? The son of God. Beautiful. Okay. Was Rudolph there when Jesus was born? I don't know. You don't know. Okay. Okay. How did the shepherds find Jesus? Did they use? Did they follow a star, or did they use Google Maps? You're very, very, very... Why aren't you at school? I am at school. What, now? No. So, uh, well, hang on a second. So, are you at school or not? No. So, why aren't you at school? I don't know. Okay, good question. Are you bunking off today? No. Okay. Oh, I can hear Dad... <laughs> How do you know what bunking off means? I can hear Dad sticking up for you in the background. <laughs> Be quiet, Dad. Uh, okay, let's... Um, okay. Whose birthday is it on December the 25th? Jesus. Okay. And uh, where does Father Christmas live? North Pole. Oh, fair play. Fair play. You he know what you're talking stuff. about. Hey, what do you want to get for Christmas this year, Biggin? Uh, play, Okay, the thing is, uh, Mummy has told me that you've been really, really naughty. <laughs> no, I didn't. No. And I, I believe, have you written a letter to Father Christmas and telling him what you want? No. You've not written a letter yet? Well, you did write one, didn't you? Do you remember? Oh. Yeah. What happened? You showed me it, didn't you? And what happened? You'd put something on it that um, we disagreed about. Do you remember? Yeah. Was it, was it the iPod? Did, did you ask for an iPod? Yeah. Oh, mate. And a real phone. You don't want a real phone and an iPod. Are you excited about Christmas? Yeah. Brilliant. And have you got a nice advent calendar? Yeah. Oh, well, you've been a very good sport. It's so nice to talk to you. Go and give your daddy and your sister a big hug and tell them that you are now a radio star. Okay. See you later on. Bye-bye. 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 See, genius. There we go. Fair play. Oh, you've done well with that. my big one. Was that me doing a voice? <laughs> <laughs> I should have asked her if she was angry. Um, uh, okay, well, fair play. You're, you're, Can you're... I just say goodbye to her? Uh, well, I suppose, I suppose so if you have to. You'll see her later on, won't you? Oh, wait, four five nine four double five five double five. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. 
this, uh, it's kind of like a, a trio of um, child exploitation stories in the papers today. The Scout Movement has issued a formal apology after admitting failures in the way it's dealt with victims of abuse. The association has paid out hundreds of thousand pounds in compensation and said it was wrong to have attempted to deal with paedophiles without involving the police. Meanwhile, delegates from 50 countries are meeting in London to formulate a global response to the sexual exploitation of children and a BBC South Today investigation has discovered that more than 60 kids in Buckinghamshire are being supported because they are at risk. Well, with us now is Paul Roffey. He's the director of Ray Wire Associates. They're an independent child protection service in Milton Keynes, specialising in child sexual abuse. Uh, morning, Paul. Gosh, what a lot to take in. Let's have a look at these uh, 60 kids um, that are, are uh, um, being supported in Buckinghamshire because they're at risk. Does that figure surprise you at all? Not at all. Not at all. There seem to be uh, similar stories being told all over the country at the moment. Um, this, this is not an isolated event, as the reports on Rotherham highlighted. Um, and I, I would like just to see a little bit more transparency and honesty in what's actually going on here. Who, who do you think is, is uh, being opaque and not particularly honest? I think the authorities are being very opaque. I think there's, uh, um, there's still too far too much deference to the force of political correctness. Um, in my work, you first have to understand the... Uh, the crime and understand the criminal before you can begin to help the, the victims or, or save potential victims. Uh, and it, it seems to me that within um, these inquiries, there is still a reluctance to actually sort of move the focus onto the crime rather than fears of offending who might be the criminal. So t- tell me what you would like to see done differently, Paul. I'd just like to see more honesty. I mean, uh, one of the popular comments throughout the press is the constant use of the term Asian. And I'm, I'm certain that there are plenty of people of, uh, of Asian origins who are quite offended by their, their inclusion in that comment. So, uh, sorry, I'm being, I'm being dense. What, what, what would you like to see done differently? I would, I would like to see some honesty. I mean, what do you mean by honesty? There certainly seems to be uh, evidence, if we take uh, the Rotherham inquiry, that the vast majority of the perpetrators in this were from a Pakistani Muslim background. Yeah. So stop referring to that as Asian. They, I think they, they, they were referred to as Pakistani Muslims, weren't they? Eventually, not initially. I mean, 20 years is a long time to be ignoring it, and within the report it was quite clear that professionals were being told not to draw those conclusions. I also know from other sources that there are, there have been training uh, for professionals in the area of child sexual exploitation where there are clear directions not to make those references. Well, that, um, but it's not just a Pakistani problem, is it? People of all ethnicities uh, uh, can be uh, guilty of this, this horrible crime. People from all backgrounds commit sexual crime. There is, no, there is no one background that's prevalent. But what we have here is a, a particular type of problem that seems, that seems to owe in part its, its origin to certain ideologies and beliefs in relation to the children that are being uh, targeted. And that is not, a, 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 as I understand it, that's not necessarily of, a, of a, an ethnic origin. It, but it may, um, in some ways, relate to Muslim ideology. It, uh, well, are you saying that, that, that Islam promotes paedophilia? I'm not saying that Islam promotes paedophilia, but I'm saying that there are references in the press where um, it is said that that's the case. I mean, I don't pretend to know enough about the, the, the teachings uh, of Islam. Yeah, but, but I can pretty much tell you, Paul, that, 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 that um, Islam doesn't encourage people to go and have sex with kids. Okay, then, then, then that's if, if that's the fact, then, then it would. You sound, you sound doubtful. I, 
think there are certain elements to the origin of that religion that would... would, 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 would Paul, you, you, you talk about transparency and honesty. I, I feel like we're beating around a bush slightly. Let's just, let's just dive into the bush. What are you trying to say? I'm saying that there is certainly a history within the um, Muslim religion where sex with children is is part of what's gone on. What about Catholic priests? What about Christian priests? You know, well, it, it yeah, comes I, everywhere. I, I think that's where I was hoping to go. I think there is a sense in which we've been far more open about um, talking about Catholic priests preying on children. And there's been far less um, uh, w- uh, there's been far less awkwardness about naming the Catholic but, Church but, as being responsible. But your suggestion is that that that, um, uh, that, that that child sexual abuse is inherently a part of Islam. No, no, I think that's 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 that's, uh, <laughs> that's a quantum leap. I'm saying that's what it felt like you were saying. Right. What I'm saying is that I think the community needs to be uh, confronting the fact that members of their community. Uh, are, are involved in this particular problem. But it's happening in every community, though, Paul. I don't, I don't understand why you're singling the, the, those groups out. Well, I, I'm not singling them out. I think it's the fear of offence. It's the, the fact that the, the report in Rotherham was quite clear, that there's a fear of offending a particular community that has that not helped with transparency and that has actually um, denied honesty in this matter. OK, Paul, listen, thank you very much indeed. Uh, Paul Roffey, a director of Ray Wire Associates, joined now by uh, Dr... Uh, I was getting confused there. Anyone else? Dr Helen Beckett, the deputy director of the International Centre at the University of Bedfordshire. Morning, Helen. Good morning. Uh, the International Centre researches child sexplo- uh, sexual exploitation. Uh, are you surprised at the amount of children locally being supported for, for sexual exploitation? I'm sad to say that I'm not actually surprised by it. Uh, I think just to pick up on what what your previous contributor talked about, um, Mm. in some ways we've talked about Rotherham as if it's something unusual. And and as I've been saying all along, any area that starts to look and see what their problem is, and I have to say I welcome the fact that locally we've looked to see what the problem Mm. is, any area is starting to find this. It doesn't surprise me. Oh, yeah. Rotherham, you know, if it's happening there, then that's a relatively small place. It's going to be happening everywhere, isn't it? Of course it is. And I, and I think the difference is that historically we just haven't looked to it. We have had a lot of problems in the past of not recognising vulnerability in adolescence and where we have been good at seeing younger children and we've been getting better at starting to protect them and starting to look out for how we need to to um, manage risk around younger children. We've historically been very bad and we've written off a lot of teenagers as just being problematic teenagers and we haven't seen what's going on with them. What, what do we do, Helen? How, how can we protect them? Well, I think there's a number of key measures that need taken. Certainly one is about educating about the risk that there is. And and I think one of the positives of all of the media coverage that we have about this and people starting to look into it is we're raising awareness. Picking up on the debate you have just had, one of my anxieties is that... What is reported in the media is only reporting a certain type of child sexual exploitation being perpetrated by a certain type of offender. What we know from research across the country is that child sexual exploitation takes many different forms and is perpetrated by people from different ethnicities, from males and females. And interestingly, both adults and peers and peer-on-peer exploitation is a big issue that a lot of areas are starting to uncover and struggling to deal with. Yeah, it seems weird that, that Paul, I couldn't quite understand why he was singling out uh, uh, Muslims because the teaching of, of Islam isn't doesn't say hey go out and have sex with kids but also you know there's a big story in the paper today um, about how the scouts have paid out just under a million quid in compensation it, it kind of it happens anywhere it knows no class or ethnic boundaries does it 
No, I absolutely agree. And I'm not denying that if there are particular concerns in particular areas to do with certain groupings that we need to look at that. But what I would say is having done research across the country, those attitudes that were being associated with Pakistani Muslim men, I see those attitudes expressed by other, particularly men, across the country from a range of ethnicities around attitudes of young girls and how they can, and also young boys, and how they are there to be used and abused sexually. That exists amongst other groups as well. Helen, I'm sorry it's so short. Next time we'll get you on for longer, I promise, because I I could talk to you all morning. Fascinating. Dr Helen Beckett, Deputy Director of the International Centre at the University of Bedfordshire. It's 7.30, let's get the travel. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Uxbridge, there was a breakdown earlier on at the Hillingdon Circus, which closed two lanes. That has just reopened, but it's causing queues on the A40 back to the Denham roundabout and then on the M40 back to the M25. On the M25, it's looking really busy from Junction 18 for Chorleywood, anti-clockwise towards Junction 16 for the M40 as well, possibly as a result of that. On the M1 northbound, there's reports that has been an accident between Junction 11 for Dunstable Road and 12 for Flittick, making it very slow past there. And in Mark Yate, as a result of that, on the A5 southbound, it's all also looking very busy between Lynch Hill and the M1 Junction 9 for Redbourne 2. On the A1M southbound, it's very busy between Junction 8 for Stevenage and 7 for the A602. And in Hamel Hempstead, looking at the A41 southbound on the speed sensors, it's looking very slow between the Two Waters Road and the M25 Junction 20 for Kings Langley. Also, the A1 southbound, that's very slow as well between the St. Neots Junction and the Black Cat roundabout through the roadworks. Samantha Braff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. With the headlines, I'm Simon Oxley. The family of an autistic man from Luton say they will take civil action against two Bedfordshire police officers cleared of assaulting him. Both remain suspended ahead of a police misconduct investigation. A BBC investigation has discovered that more than 60 children in Buckinghamshire are being supported because they're at risk of child sexual exploitation. And a Luton woman who posted messages encouraging terrorism in Syria on Facebook faces a jail sentence today. 35-year-old Runa Khan admitted four charges earlier this year. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Manchester City are through to the last 16 of the Champions League after a 2-0 win away to Roma. Manuel Pellegrini's side are into the knockout stages despite missing several key players. In this moment, if we, we are not qualified for the next round, maybe it was easy for me to try to say we will play without all this... The important players, you say company, Yaya, Silva and Agüero. But I think that uh, I never complain about that. I have a lot of trust in this team, in this squad. Chelsea, who had already qualified, were 3-1 winners at home to Sporting Lisbon. In the Europa League tonight, Tottenham are in Turkey to face Besiktas. Everton are at home to the Russian side Krasnodar. Both English sides have already qualified for the next stage. The BBC has learned that Formula One driver Jensen Button will stay with McLaren next season. The 2009 world champion, who's 34, will partner Fernando Alonso. An announcement will be made at the team's headquarters in Surrey later today. England's cricketers need 240 to win the Reindeer 
delayed fifth one-day international in Sri Lanka. The hosts were all out for 239 yesterday. Play starts at 9am our time. And Olympic champion Jessica Ennis-Hill has told the BBC she was shocked by the abuse she received on social media after urging Sheffield United not to sign convicted rapist Ched Evans. Ennis-Hill said she would want her name removed from a stand at Bramall Lane. Obviously, with the world that we live in now, Twitter is, is everywhere and anyone can say anything to you and yeah it was definitely a shock some of the you know the tweets I received and not very nice to read them but you know unfortunately that is the world we live in BBC Three Counties News and Sport the next full bulletin is at 8 Call 08459 455 555 BBC Three Counties Radio on calling me down the road it's where I'll always be every stop I make I make a new friend can't stay for long just turn around and I'm gone again maybe tomorrow I'll wanna settle down until tomorrow I'll just keep moving on down this road that never seems to end when you adventure lies just around the bend So if you want to join me for a while Just grab your hat, come travel light, that's old style Maybe tomorrow I'll want to settle down Until tomorrow the whole world is my home So if you want to join me for a while Just grab your hat, come travel light, that's old style Morning, 08459 555. Um We're speaking to a gentleman from a, a, a child... Uh, well, let's do it while we... No, we'll do it when Evie's not on the line. Yes. Evie Lee. Good morning, Evie. Morning. Morning, Evie. You all right, love? Uh, uh, I'm going to guess how old you are. Don't... Uh, don't tell me. 16. No. 24. No. 3. No. 39. No. 5. No. Are you sure you're not five? No. Forty-two. No. Twelve. No. Thirteen. No. Fourteen. No. Fifteen. No. Sixteen. 
Nine. Seventeen. Nine. Eighteen. Nine. Nineteen. Nine. Am I getting close? Nine. Oh, flipping it. You have a guess, Kath. Seven. Uh, yeah. Oh, I was going to say seven next. I was going to say seven next. What do I win, Evie? Uh, lots of pencils. Yeah, I love pencils. And Evie, um, are you married? No. What do you do for a living? What? What? What's your job? I don't have a job. Oh, so oh, I see. So what? You go and get your job seekers allowance, and then stay at home watching Jeremy Kyle all day, sponging off of my taxes. Do you? No. What do you do with your daytimes then? I go to school. School. That would be it. That would be it. That's right. I, I apologise for branding you in with all those losers. Evie? Yeah? Are you thick or are you bright? Bright. You sure? Uh-huh. You had to think about it, didn't you, for a second there? Whose birthday is it on December the 25th? Jesus's. What, birth- what football team does Jesus play for? None. Was Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer uh, at the stables when Jesus was born? No. <sighs> I thought she knows her stuff. Is there, is there anyone there telling you the answers? No. You sure? No. Yeah, you're not sure. OK. <laughs> what? OK. Aha! I'm going to pwn you, baby, and you are going to be pwned, and you are never going to get ponership back of yourself. What did the three wise men bring to the baby Jesus? Gifts. Yeah, well, I know they were gifts, Evie, but what gifts were they? Gold. Yes. Frankincense. Yeah. And the... Oh, I think you got pwned. And the myrrh. And Ollie Murs. Ollie Murs greatest hit CD. Who is? Who told you the answers to that? Uh, my mum. Ah! Busted! Busted! Right, mum, outrageous behaviour. Uh, terrible. Evie, what school do you go to? Monkston. Is it a good school? Monkston Primary School. No, I get but primary school's... Consti- is it good or outstanding, would you say? Quite good. It's quite good. Quite good Who's yeah. your favourite teacher? Miss... Miss Payne so far. Miss Payne so far, but there, have you got your eye on another teacher that you think you might eventually like more than Miss Payne? Um, it's when it left and, um, it... Yeah. Yes? Miss Rogers. Miss Rogers. Hey, the, the election's coming up in May. Who, I know you're a little bit too young to vote, unless Ed Miliband gets his way, but who would you be voting for? N- um, Nigel Farage? I don't know. Or Harry Styles? Harry Styles. Yeah, one. Uh, uh, what's your favourite film? Uh, Frozen. Frozen. Frozen, yeah. Y- yeah, of course it's Frozen. And have you seen Happy Feet 2? Yeah, that's kind of, yeah. It's rubbish, rubbish isn't, isn't it? it? Evie, Evie, maybe you'd like to join me in this. Hang on, we go. Let it go, let it go, can't hold it back anymore. Let it go. Go, go, go on, go on. I'll, I'll, go. I'll, I'll start, I'll let start. Right, hang on, calm down. I'm going to start, then you take over, OK? You ready? Here we go. Let it go, let it go, can't hold it back anymore. Let it go, let it go, turn away and send the door. Here I stand! Let it go! 
The cold never bothered me anyway. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's oh, what yeah. I'm talking about, oh. Evie. It's a shame he spoiled it, but well done, Evie. That is what I'm... High five, Evie. Thank you for calling. Speak to you later. Bye, bye. Bye. There we go, you And see. hello to Mum Emma. Morning, Emma. She'd be very proud. That, that I um, was a good singer. Uh, I did some good singing she there. She humoured him. She humoured him, Emma. I and that's some, what we all do. I did some good singing with a seven-year-old. <laughs> Happy Feet too. What a terrible movie that yeah, is. I think she agreed there. Terrible, terrible movie that is. I've got... Uh, let's have a look at this page. I've got some tweets in that. Oh, yeah, go on. Uh, well, not tweets, texts. Yeah. Um, one here from Pat. With regards to the two police officers who were found not guilty of all charges, yeah. why is Leicestershire Police still pursuing misconduct charges? Is it because they're responding to mob rule that got the police officers suspended in the first place? I would not be surprised if these officers were sacked further down the line. Is this what British justice has come to? Appease a community at any cost? They were found guilty by their employers until found innocent. Should it not be the other way around? They're innocent and should never have been suspended in the first place as proved in a court of law and be back at their jobs no matter how unjustly they've been treated, says Pat. Well, no, if there is... Um if there is a question over whether the police are violent or not and they've been found not guilty by a court of law, uh, then they, sh- they should be suspended. They shouldn't be allowed to patrol and interact with members of the public. That seems obvious to and me. And this investigation is, is about procedure and about yep. whether they followed procedure and it's an internal police professional investigation. So two separate things. Mm. So good effort, but um, no. Anything else? Kids breakfast show again. Can't the four of you come up with any decent content? Waste of licence payers' money, says anonymous texter. Thank you. Um, who texts quite a lot. Gosh. Hello. Don't like it. Don't listen. Obviously don't like it. Don't listen. I thought that was good with Evie. She was good. Top tip. Kids tip, by the way. Yeah. And this is going to annoy that person. Hey, anonymous. Uh, fill, with croup. Fill the wash basin and bath with hot water to produce lots of steam. Then sit there with your son so they can breathe in the steam for 10 to 15 minutes. Helps clear the lungs and should be able to help you with your throat problems too, says Helen and Milton. We um, bought a humidifier yesterday in Argos. That was like stepping back to the 1970s. Carpet Martin has emailed in. Uh, as for your boys and the croup, the 19th century have been on the phone, they want their illnesses back. Well, Martin, <laughs> that's not funny, because um, uh, they funny. wouldn't have had telephones in the 19th century, so how could they call to the, each other, let alone to the future? Idiot. Yeah, Argos, it's like being in the 70s. Mm-hmm. So I'm just standing there, I've ordered it, I can see the thing is there, I can see it, but there's no, no one will get it for me. I, I was going to climb over the, 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 the counter and get it for myself. I, I don't think you're allowed to do that. Well, give me, give me my Vicks inhaler. De, de, no, humidifier. Yeah. Uh, add to these in Bletchley. Right, you just asked uh, Catherine Boyle's daughter a question. You well, need to do your research well, hang on a minute. you ask. He, he asked my daughter and he asked Emma's daughter as well. He's oh, fine. sorry. Anthony's right. anyway. fighting up to, to, to have a go at your daughter, Catherine. No, so no, 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 yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, 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 yeah. It's nearly Christmas, Anthony. It's Come on, Christmas. Anthony. Let's I'm have, not having a go. Have a go at a six-year-old. Go no, on. I'm go not on. having a go at a six-year-old. Go on, have a go, have a go at a six-year-old. Go on. I'm having a go at you, so you need to do your research. Go on, Anthony. You ask Emma's and Catherine's daughter, does it? Jesus uh, play for a football team. Yes. But if you've done your research, you'll yeah. find that Manchester City have got a player called Jesus Novais. Oh, who yeah. plays for Manchester City. Yeah, now, so would a six-year-old be able to answer that question? You're right, Anthony. No? You're right, Anthony. You're right. So Catherine's daughter and Emma's daughter whoa, whoa, whoa. are wrong and they deserve to be shamed. You, well do- done. Thank you for that. My daughter has a get-out clause. Go on. City. We don't talk about City. 
in my house. We do not talk about the city. <laughs> Anthony, you're, you are right, and I will phone up... insensitive. I will phone up both of those children afterwards and no, make, make just, them cry. No, just no. bear that in mind, Ian. If you ask a six-year-old that question... Yeah. Just yeah. remember, yeah. you've got to do your research you're right. first. No, you're right, and I apologise. I wasn't hard enough on those two girls. And after the show, <laughs> uh, after the show, Anthony, I will phone them up and I will make them cry for you. Is that okay? No, 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 no. You're no. a very wicked man, Anthony. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Uxbridge, the broken down lorry at the Hillingdon Circus is still causing problems. It has been moved out of the way so that the lanes are all open again now, but it's causing queues back to the M40 at the Denham Roundabout and onto the M25 where it's queuing now from Junction 19 for Watford anti-clockwise towards Junction 16 for the M40. Having a look at the M1 northbound, the accident has been cleared now between Junction 11 for Dunstable Road and 12 for Flitwick, but it's still looking very busy on the A5 southbound. It's very slow between Lynch Hill and the M1 Junction 9 for Redbourne, also in Luton on Airport Way, it's very busy between the Vauxhall Way and the M1 Junction 10A for the Kidneywood Roundabout. Elsewhere in Clop Hill on the A6 Bedford Road, it's queuing between Back Street and the A507, and the A1 southbound is queuing southbound between the St. Neots Junction and the Black Cat Roundabout through the roadworks that are in place there. There's no reports of any problems on the trains. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Samantha. Thank you, Anthony. Good call. I will make those children cry after the show. Don't worry, that's my promise to you. 7.46, Thursday the 11th of December. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. The family of an autistic man from Luton say they will take civil action against two Bedfordshire police officers cleared of assaulting him. A BBC investigation has discovered that more than 60 children in Buckinghamshire are being supported because they're at risk of child sexual exploitation. And a Luton woman who posted messages encouraging terrorism in Syria on Facebook faces a jail sentence today. Let's get the weather. Here's Georgina. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello there. We've got actually not too bad a day today with some sunny spells, a few showers as well. Um, it does cloud over later on. We've still got the winds, so quite breezy, but they drop off a little through the day um, before picking up again tonight. We've got highs of 7 degrees Celsius. So tonight we've got heavy rain uh, coming in mainly in the early hours of the morning, although we do see the rain sort of from early on. It's, it's at its worst early in the morning, and that's when the winds will be at their strongest as well, with gusts of about 50 miles per hour. Temperatures down to about 4 degrees Celsius. But once the rain clears between 6 and 8 a.m. tomorrow morning, then we think that ice could be a risk, particularly on untreated surfaces. Now, the rain passes in the morning and you'll notice it becoming less windy as well. Still breezy, but but certainly a very different end to the day with some hazy sunny spells in the afternoon and highs of 9 degrees Celsius. A chilly night follows, a frosty start to Saturday. Quite a clear day, though, with uh, lots of sunshine around and lighter winds. Another cold night through till Sunday when we've got a, a cloudy, wet and slightly windier day before it becomes settled again on Monday. That's your latest forecast. Next Thursday, we're holding our annual Christmas carol concert. This year, it's taking place at St Mary's Church in Luton and we'd love you to join us and take part. Take 
come and celebrate the spirit of Christmas with performances from the Luton Youth Concert Band, the Luton Choral Society and Luton Gospel Community Choir. Plus the Christmas story told by your favourite Three Counties radio personalities. Doors open at seven and it's your chance to be part of our concert that you'll hear on Christmas Day. There's no charge and you don't need a ticket. Just turn up on the night. at St Mary's Keep Church in time, in guys. next Thursday night from 7 for a very special carol concert from BBC Three Counties Radio. You going, Kath? Those bells were all wrong, weren't they? They're all over the shop, weren't they? They'll be, they'll be ready in time. You going, Kels? I'm just texting my nan. I'm going to see if my nan wants to go with me. Okay. Do you want me to take you? We'll go uh, you I, like that sort of thing, don't you? I do like that sort of thing, and I was asked to do a reading there, but um, I'm unfortunately otherwise occupied. Mm-hmm. So, um, But it does sound like a lot of fun. I know a lot of big, of big names from BBC Three Counties Radio will be uh, will be reading sections from the story. I oh, know. Gets you in the Christmas spirit, doesn't Exciting! It? I like all that stuff. Now... And Ailes, it was, he was talking about um, churches and religious things at Christmas. This is an incredible story, isn't it? This was mentioned, um, Simon mentioned this, I think, didn't he? Simon Oxley yesterday. Yeah. W- w- in, in the meeting. And we all kind of sat there slack-jawed as he recounted what had happened. Tell, tell us the, the little background behind this story. This story that we're doing now? Yes. This is a story of a, a church in St Albans where they have been collecting for years, since 1998, they've been collecting uh, for supplies for people who are in need at Christmas time. Yeah. And at the moment, they cover something like 2,500 people. Well, um, a week or so ago, we heard that they'd been broken into. Brilliant. Isn't um, that great? And some of the donations been taken, and uh, so had their computers and things like that from the office. Three days later, it happens again. Let's speak uh, to Lynn Burnhope, senior pastor at the church. Good morning, Lynn. Good morning. This is incredible. <laughs> uh, just, so we were all shocked when we heard this yesterday. Not that it, only it happened once, it happened twice. So t- tell us what's been happening. What, what were the chain of events? Well, um, sort of, we've just been carrying on on our normal Christmas programme. Um, so we're a church in Aylesbury. We're Aylesbury Vineyard Church. And um, we have a charity called Storehouse, which um, gives furniture and food and clothes and household stuff to the public. So we open a couple of times a week and we take in donations and work most days of the week. Um, so, yeah, we were just carrying on and doing what we do but um on the sunday morning when um i i came in early because i had to start doing all the setup and everything and um noticed that there were little piles of stuff in the office all over the place and i thought oh the office looks a little bit messier than normal so i realized um after a couple of minutes when i saw all the bits of paper lying all over the place from the drawers that we'd had a break in so um we managed to not let most of the congregation know, but the police did come in at that time and take um, fingerprints and things where they could. So then we um, we uh, had a a couple of um, well, we just wondered what we should do about the security, but obviously we we were took a couple of days to get ourselves back on our feet with all the organisation of, of sorting it all out, and then on the Tuesday night it happened again. So this time they went all over the building and uh, took bits and pieces from everywhere. So what, what have they taken, Lynn? Um, well, the first time from the office, they took lots of bits and pieces. So uh, laptops and, um, you know, uh, PA-type equipment, speakers and things. And um, they took a bike and all sorts of things that 
um, the insurance, we're not quite sure whether they're covered by insurance, so we're still working that through. Oh. But the second time, they took things like chocolates and um, all sorts of things, but um, not many things were taken from the storehouse, but a lot of it was just the inconvenience of, of you know, having to sort it out and put the time into it when we're very busy at this time for you doing all sorts of things. Have you, uh, I'm hoping that you've improved security and put new locks and things in. We've put all sorts of Brilliant, things. Brilliant, good. Put bars on windows and oh. CCTV cameras. And, it's a yeah. shame you have to do it, isn't it? That, that, you know, it a, is, a, particularly yeah. a church and a church where, you know, you're trying to help other people. Yeah, yeah, it is a shame. But um, people do things without really thinking through the implications, I guess. So tell us more about so, Storehouse. Uh, this is, so, so what kind of stuff uh, do you collect and who, who gets it? Yeah. Well, we um, take donations from the public uh, for furniture, um, most kinds of furniture, but, you know, in reasonable condition. And um, we pick those up. So we have a van that does regular deliveries and um, pickups from people who are donating. And we take in household goods clothing um and we have a food bank as well so the food bank um runs alongside storehouse so yeah we we appreciate donations from people for all, all those kind of things so this is the vineyard church in Ail- uh, in aylesbury uh, yeah. if people have got bits and pieces that they they uh, they want to give to you how do they get in touch uh, right they need to phone um the office uh which um is have, I, have, I, have I put you on the spot and you can't, you can't remember you the phone number? Yes, I, I, I thought so, sorry. <laughs> no, um, I will give you the phone number in a moment. Um, so, yes, they can phone in or they can come in. We, we receive donations on Mondays and Wednesdays mostly, but people phone in and, and uh, bring stuff down yeah. at the time. Um, but the van will also go out and pick things up, but we have to schedule up it, and so obviously that takes more You mentioned the food banks, and the food banks have been quite controversial this week, with, with some people yeah. saying, well, p- poor people don't know how to cook, and, uh, you know, the, the, a lot of these people are using them for chances. You get to meet these people face-to-face. What, yeah, what kind of, of people are coming to food banks, and why are they we, coming? Yeah, we get all kinds of people coming to food banks, and to be honest, you know, it's, we, they say, don't they, that you, all of us are six months away from going to a food bank, because um, things like, you can be uh, self-employed, and you can suddenly become ill, and not have any income, and um, nobody wants to go to a food bank, you know, so it takes a lot of um, having to get over pride and stigma to actually come mm. to a food bank. Um, so the last thing they need is to hear the, the stereotypical things that are said about people coming to food banks. Obviously, there's a small number of people who just aren't coping with ice, and they do come back to us, um, but we're not going to turn them away hungry. Um, but most of the time, we um, support people who are sent through agencies in Aylesbury and Bucks, and they send uh, they're often people with mental health problems or mm. people, who, as I say, who've become long-term ill and have been self-employed. And very often as well, it's people whose benefits are being looked at and there's, always, there's often a time gap um, between when things are sorted and their, their benefits are restored. Um, and 
you know, whilst that it's being sorted out, they get nothing. So they're literally going hungry. I'm really glad you're um, able to tell us all this because it has been, uh, I, I've been, I've not been surprised. It's been a horrible week for, for people who are forced to, and of course there are a couple of chances, but m- m- the majority of people aren't. People who've been forced to use food banks to kind of have the finger of suspicion pointed yeah, at horrible. them. I mean, you're yeah. right, it must be, um, I don't know if humiliating is the right word, but the, you, you have to swallow your pride, don't you, to go into somewhere yeah. and say, I can't feed my kids, can you help? Exactly. Oh, we've literally had people come in, you know, I've had one lady who sat down and, and just cried and said, um, I had to take my kids to my mum's this morning because I couldn't give them any food. So, well, yeah. I'm really glad you put, you, you, you've explained that because I think that's going to be helpful for a lot of people. Have you found the phone number yet? <laughs> Have you got yes. it? It's on a bit of paper in front of you. Give us the phone number. This is for the Vineyard Church uh, in Aylesbury that collects, well, it collects food, but also bits of furniture for people who might, might need them. How do they get in touch? It's 01296 yep. 424 400. Brilliant. Lynn, listen, I, I wish you the best of luck. Fingers crossed that the insurance goes your way. And Thank um, you. keep on doing the good work you keep doing. Thank you very much. Thank you, Lynn. There we go. Lynn Burnhope. Pastor. Is that you say? I never know how to say that word. Pastor. Pastor at uh, Vineyard Church. And it's, I think it's great. Isn't it great? She explained the kind of people that go to use food banks. It's not some lady or some baroness. I say lady is in the, uh, the title term. Or some baroness saying, well, the reason these people can't, uh, can't feed their kids is because they can't cook. Or the reason these fe- people can't feed themselves is because they're spending all their money on fags and sky. There will be a tiny, tiny percentage of those people who are chances and think, oh, it's free, I'll have it. But you heard there, it's people who've fallen on hard times, people who've fallen in between the cracks for benefits, and people with mental illnesses. The, the last week or so has been horrible in terms of millionaires and titled people pointing the finger and saying, well, this is all political. This is because they are stupid. This is because they're, they're you know, they're smoking Rothmans. Very Horrible. easy to say that from a distance, isn't it? I'm really glad we got to speak to her. She was great. Thank you very much, Lynn. Excellent stuff. Uh, let's get the travel. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Looking at the speed sensors on the M25 and anti-clockwise, it's still queuing between Junction 19 for Watford and 16 for the M40. And the M40 is also looking very busy from Hedgerley towards the M25 and past there towards the Hillingdon Circus after the lorry broke down there earlier run. That has now been cleared, so maybe they will start to ease off soon. But looking at the M1 southbound, that's very heavy between Junction 12 for Flittick and the M1 Junction 10 for the Luton Airport Spur Road. And it's busy on the A1M southbound between Junction 8 for Hitchin and 7 for Stevenage. Further afield on the M11 southbound, there's a lane blocked because of an accident between Junction 9 for Saffron Walden and 8 for Bishop Stortford, and that's causing it to be very slow past there. On the A1 southbound, there are queues between the St. Neots Junction and the Black Cat roundabout through the roadworks there. And Samantha Breath, BBC Three Oh, Samantha, you had another line. You could have said it. I was going to tell you about High Wickham. It's slow on Marlow Hill. Beautiful. Thank you. And thank you to Lynn Burnhope again. I thoroughly enjoyed that. Isn't it good to get the other perspective of, of people who really can't feed their kids? Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's-
It's eight o'clock. I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, Luton family to take civil action against Bedfordshire police, child exploitation risk in Buckinghamshire and Aylesbury Church targeted by burglars. BBC Three Counties Radio. The family of an autistic man from Luton say they will take civil action against two Bedfordshire police officers cleared of assaulting him. The officers were accused of punching Farouk Ali, who has the mental age of a five-year-old, as they tried to detain him. Both officers remain suspended ahead of a police misconduct investigation. Farouk's brother, Dobir, told this programme they were determined to get justice. We will strive and make sure that justice is, is being served, OK? And we use other alternative means as well. What do you mean by other alternative means? I, uh, civil routes, uh, civil proceedings uh, for, for the two police officers. So just because the criminal side is they found no guilty, we'll try other routes at the civil proceedings in the county court. A BBC investigation has discovered that more than 60 children in Buckinghamshire are being supported because they're at risk of child sexual exploitation. It follows high-profile cases of sexual abuse of children by criminal gangs, celebrities and those supposed to be caring for them. The Police and Crime Commissioner for the Thames Valley, Anthony Stansfeld, says the force is working hard to find those committing these crimes. I think it's probably been happening for a number of years. I think we are at last getting a very considerable grip on it and this is why you are seeing the cases coming up and I've moved more police officers into the role of looking at this and unfortunately we are turning up some very unpleasant stones at the moment. A Luton woman who posted messages encouraging terrorism in Syria on Facebook faces a jail sentence today. 35-year-old Runa Khan admitted four charges earlier this year. Meanwhile, a man remains in police custody following an anti-terror raid in Luton. The 35-year-old was arrested yesterday on suspicion of fundraising and inciting terrorism in Syria. Ed Miliband will today set out Labour's plans for cutting the deficit, promising to boost wages tax the better off and make spending cuts. He'll say Labour's spending promises will be fully costed. Councillors are backing plans for 300 extra lower school places in Leighton Buzzard, ready for the new academic year next September. It would see the number of places rise from 300 to 450 at Leiden Lower and from 225 to 375 at Clipston Brook Lower. Central Bedfordshire Council says the places are needed following forecasts that more than 1,600 homes will be built in the Leighton Buzzard area within the next five years. A Buckinghamshire church has been burgled twice in the same week. The Vineyard Church in Aylesbury, which collects food and goods for the needy, has had around £10,000 worth of equipment taken. Mark Parfit from the church says it was damaged in the raid and their storehouse was also affected. They made a mess, really. They were looking for things and didn't find, and uh, so we had probably spent an hour trying to clear the place up. In sport, Manchester City are through to the last 16 of the Champions League after a 2-0 win away to Roma. And in Formula 1, Jensen Button is to stay with McLaren next season and will partner Fernando Alonso. The weather, windy with sunny spells and scattered showers, a maximum temperature 7 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash counties. Today on BBC Three Counties Radio. From nine. The JVS Show. With your opinions on the biggest topic of the day and your consumer problems. From 12. Nick Coffer. I'll be joined by chartered accountant Amy Gardner, who'll be offering excellent tax advice. And I'll be meeting the Newport Pagnell Company, who support people with autism. From three. Roberto Peroni. With the best local news and the best local travel, followed by the politics panel. From seven. Mark Forrest. Find out what's been going on across the whole country all day. Today on BBC Three Counties Radio. 
together into a sailing ship There were forty boys and girls They would sail their ship around the globe So they called it The United World The ship was just three weeks from shore When a hurricane bore it down The waves were big as mountains They found they would surely drown They jumped into the lifeboats was a watchful pair of eyes and living in the valley were people lost in time ruled over by a tyrant whose face was in a mask the children must defeat him so they can escape at last from the lost islands the lost islands Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. I've just seen the Christmas schedule. I'm not working Christmas Eve. No, 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 no. no. I'm down to work Christmas Eve. No, 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 no. No. So am I. No, I'm I'll not. I'll do as I'm told. No, I'm not. I told them. I told them a month over a month ago. I'm not working Christmas. I'm only taking three days off, guys. 24th, 25th, 26th. I'll be here New Year's. Happy New Year's. But I'm not working Christmas Eve. So Season's greetings. Season's greetings to each and every one of you. But I'm not working Christmas. I'm so I'm allowed three days off, aren't I? Three days, guys. Please. Please me. Well yeah. Like I please you. Well. Steady. Maybe what's, a bit better than that. What? We've had a crack in the first two hours, haven't we? Yes. What have we got in the third hour, Catherine O'Boyle? We <laughs> That used to be the family surname, you know. Did it really? Yeah, probably was spelt with more GHs. My um, my um, my family had a, ger- a German name. Oh, really? Going back far enough, it was and it was changed during the the war. Really? Yeah. Well, yeah. So you're Ian von Lee? No, it was like Perkis or something. Is Perkis German? I don't know. But it was, it was, yeah, because Valperkis Nicht is, um, is Halloween's Eve, Halloween night. So it was Perkis, and my great grandmother was Perkis. Anyway, it's a great girlfriend to tangents here. That's not coming up in the, the show, but what is Kath? Uh, all Rino kinds Boyle. of. <laughs> All kinds of things. Yeah. Uh, we're talking about um, this uh, situation in Luton where a. Um, a, an autistic man has uh, been through the... Well, he doesn't realise it that he's been through the court system, but he's yep. been the subject of uh, yep. some court procedures. Two uh, police officers have been cleared of assaulting him. His family aren't happy about it and say that they're looking at pursuing it through the civil courts yep. and the way he was treated was wrong. Talking about child exploitation as well. Lots of stories in the papers today about child exploitation and child abuse. We're looking at how that could possibly uh, affect the area. And we've also sent Dealey out on a mish. On a lighter note, yes. It's uh, on a lighter note. There is a Welsh MP... And you can't get much Welsher than Pled Cymru. Yeah. And he's saying that uh, Welsh uh, rugby fans should no longer sing Delilah on the terraces because it has an undercurrent of violence against women. Wowzer, should we ban the song Delilah? I mean, it's a rubbish song. You know what the single that he released after Delilah? Do you know? No. Oh! 
across beds, green, green grass, and bucks. Correct. This is BBC Three Counties. A song Radio. about a, a well-hung man. What? The green, green. But he, he get hang, gets hanged in it, doesn't he? It's about him um, wanting to go and see the green, green grass oh, of Wales yes. again, but he can't because he's off to get hanged. Oh. So, so those two get songs. Violent. But those two songs, they follow on. He's killed. He's killed Delilah, so he gets hanged. Right. You see? There's, there's method. So maybe on the terraces they should sing Delilah and yeah. then segue into in- Green Green Grass. No, that's exactly what they Lovely. Do. Lovely. <laughs> Don't, because that's, um, um, that's a murderer in um, uh, 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 an Alfred Hitchcock film. No, that's... Lovely. Different to lovely. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. If you want to give us a call about any of those things, now two Bedfordshire policemen have been cleared of assaulting a Luton man with severe learning difficulties. The officers will remain suspended pending an internal investigation. Meanwhile, Bedfordshire Police has signed up to a scheme which aims to improve the way they deal with mental illness in the course of their work. We can speak now to Lainey Miller, who chairs the charity Autism Bedfordshire. Morning, Lainey. Good morning. The officers uh, have been cleared of assault, but there's still a question mark over the way they judge the situation. Uh, Short of forcing uh, autistic people to wear a badge, how how can we avoid this kind of confusion? Well, clearly, it's, uh, it's about their training. It's about autism awareness training and disability awareness training. What we must remember is that autism is a hidden disability. There are no physical traits to people with autism. Um, And if a man is out in the street putting out wheelie bins, and it's how they approach that that gentleman and how how they talk to him, because clearly Farouk Ali is very on the the, the severe end of autism. Autism is is a a tough one to judge, isn't it? Because you say it's it's a spectrum, and so uh, people manifest and display the uh, symptoms in in, in various different ways, don't they? Yes, they do. Yes, yes. I mean, they have problems with social communication, social interaction, and social imagination, and that varies from the degree. Now, obviously... This particular man is on the severe end. Mm. He's got severe learning disabilities with a mental age of five. And on the approach to this man, they would have clearly seen within minutes had they approached him calmly, you know, said good morning to him, what are you doing? Whatever way they approached it, they would have seen quite clearly then that this man was, was special. He was autistic. Uh, what advice would you offer to, uh, to, to Farouk's family? Because he, he, he's had two incidents with the police, so he's now afraid of not only the police, but of, of kind of people in dark clothing. Is there any way round that? No, because obviously he's had a bad experience now, so um, he's obviously going to fear any police uniform he'll ever see, because he'll see them as a danger. And it's how they, they approach that now, um, and to get him to understand that not all policemen are out to harm him and not all policemen are out to chase him down the street, um, that they are there to protect him as well. This is a very vulnerable man um, and, it's, and it's getting him to understand that and that, could, that would be a long process for someone like Farouk. Uh, and as the chair of Autism Bedfordshire, do, do you kind of uh, talk to uh, authorities like the police, the council, on how to uh, recognise autism, deal with autism? Yes, we do. Um, we offer training. We offer three levels of training of autism awareness across uh, Luton, Central Beds and Bedford Borough to all authorities, all professional bodies, voluntary sectors, education, and we encourage them because what we must remember is that autism is the, the fastest growing disability in the world, Ian. It's not just in England or Britain. It's across the world. It's the fastest growing disability. 
Lainey, I appreciate your time this morning. Thank you very much indeed. Lainey Miller, who chairs uh, the charity Autism Bedfordshire. On FM, AM, online and digital radio. This is Ian Lee. On BBC Three Counties Radio. I am drinking from a cup that I threw away last week. This has been in the bin. It won't die. It's it's kind of, it's a cup that you got from America. It's, it's, it's got my name on it. Well, kind of. It says Owen. Uh, and it's kind of, it's a cup within a cup. Uh, but I, I found that the within the thing is full of dirty water. So every time I tip the cup, dirty water pours her down me. Hard rain's going to fall, and it's going to fall on my wrist and my leg. Where's my Caitlin cup? Perfectly serviceable. This is what I hear. Oh eight four five nine. My Kaylee cup is perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Well, mine. Just this was in the yours. bin, mate. Who fished this out of the bin? Look, look. Watch what I drink. Watch what comes out. Look, I'm going to put this under here. Oh, yeah, it's dripping. Oh, yeah. Um, that, someone well-meaning has done that. What you need to do next time is stamp on it. I've got a text message you might want to read. Well, you read it. It's anonymous. Oh, for but goodness it's, No, no, but it's anonymous for a reason. Oh, for goodness sakes. Because we're talking about food banks and the oh, way yeah. that oh, yeah, people who use food banks have been demonised Oh, yeah, we, should, we, had, um, we spoke to uh, Lynn Burnhope, who's the senior pastor. I always struggle with that word. Pastor, just say pastor. Pastor. As in, like, No, no, pastor, because it, it, then it is, it's, um, it's noodles. No. Pasta. Pastor. Senior pastor uh, at uh, uh, the Vineyard Church in Aylesbury. They had a break-in and we got to talk about food banks because the last week or so, uh, the press and certain politicians have been really against people who are forced to use food banks. Oh, it's because they can't cook. Oh, it's because they're smoking fags and um, they've got Sky. Oh, it's because um, it's a political thing. It's to destabilise the Tories. Well, no, it's because a lot of people can't afford to eat. Anyway, it was interesting talking to Lynn and someone's texted him. So thanks for this, whoever sent this message through. It's not just been over the past week, people knocking people at food banks or on benefits. It's been going on for months. I hope some of those people who accuse those on benefits of being lazy and all the other names we get called become ill one day and find out how hard it is. Oh. Thank you for your support today. It can be soul-destroying to find yourself in this position. I don't use food banks. My family helped me out, luckily. Imagine being in a situation, Kath, where you've got two beautiful girls and you're lying in bed knowing that you've not got any food for them for breakfast the next morning. Morning. How desperate, how sad, how humiliating, how lonely, a situ- how shameful a situation must that be? I've got nothing in to feed the kids. Knowing that they've got to hang on till they go to school to eat something. And I've got no money, and I won't be able to get any money for the rest of the week to feed the kids. Just awful. Uh, and there is a real, a real trend to point the finger at those people. And there, of course, there are chances. Of course, there are people who are playing the system, people playing every system. But the, the, there are a significant number of people who are in that actual position in this country in 2014. And, and not the people you would think of. And that's no. another reason why people are ashamed. They think, I can't, I can't say I've got a problem. Yeah. What will people think of me? And imagine going to the Citizens Advice Bureau, your doctor or a church and saying... I can't afford the, uh, to feed the kids. Have you got anything that I could take back with me? Imagine that. Imagine that. And we're, we're victimising these people and um, pointing the finger and saying, come on, work harder. 08459 555555. Let's get the travel. Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
In Amersham, Gore Hill is looking really busy between the A413 and the A40 London Road. Having a look at the speed sensors in High Wycombe and the Abbey Way flyover, that's also looking very busy in both directions past the University at the bottom of Marlow Hill. On the M40 into London towards the M25, it's looking very slow all the way from Hedgerley and also in the other direction from the Den roundabout heading towards the M25. That's looking very slow as well. On the M25 anti-clockwise, it's still queuing from Junction 19 for Watford towards Junction 16 for the M40. And on the M1 southbound, it's very slow between Junction 12 for Flittig and the M1 Junction 10 for the Luton Airport Spur Road. There's no reports at the moment of any problems, though, on the trains. Samantha Braff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you so much, Samantha. Thank you so much. It's nearly 8.17. It's Thursday, the 11th of December. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. The family of an autistic man from Luton say they will take civil action against two Bedfordshire police officers cleared of assaulting him. A BBC investigation has discovered that more than 60 children in Buckinghamshire are being supported because they're at risk of child sexual exploitation. And a Luton woman who posted messages encouraging terrorism in Syria on Facebook faces a jail sentence today. BBC Three Counties Radio. Every weekday from three. Is the best thing just to run away to a hotel somewhere? A little bit of fun. I've got a feeling that this argument unfolds in every house. The latest news. New regulations allowing parents to share the care of their child in the first year after birth come into force today. Personal Genome Service claims to offer access to more than 100 pieces of genetic information about your health. A little bit of everything. Because if you haven't got baby Jesus in nativity, then it's not a nativity, is it? Let me bring you up to speed with some local news. Good afternoon. Welcome to the programme. What's your comment? We'll talk films and science fiction. Our fascination with science fiction films. Roberto Peroni on BBC Three Counties Radio. You've come running down in a frantic panic. Yes. Scared the life out of me because I forgot you were coming. Oh. <laughs> You're laughing at the headphones, look at his, aren't you? Look at his cord around his neck. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. None of the headphones work apart from a pair where the cord is a little bit too tight. So it looks like you've got a hat on and you've pulled the, the kind of string up tight under your neck. Yeah, I can't. Hang on. I mean, literally. You've got quite this, a big chin. This is, this is stupid, isn't it? It's I mean, literally look. stupid. Well, this is a radio station. Yes. And literally, yeah. I have a pair of yeah. headphones that are strangling me. They're, stra- they're strapped on there. They're stra- exactly, it's like a crash helmet. Well, they, they, th- they, think I'm wor- <laughs> they think I'm working Christmas Eve. What? Good luck with that, guys. Yeah. I've just seen the Christmas schedule. Uh, I'm, working, I'm working Christmas. Poor Bob Cratchit. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not working Christmas Eve. Oh. No. Oh, right. So, have, have you had this discussion already? I had this yeah, discussion six weeks ago. And yeah, uh, well, why not? Just, uh, yes. Yeah, exactly. So, down with this kind of thing. I'm on strike. Right, OK. Do I still get paid if I go on strike? I don't think you would do, That actually. strike has ended. What's on your show? No, don't take a photo of me. <laughs> he said posing. Just <laughs> say, what's on your show this morning, Jonathan? Don't Coming up say. on the big phone. Stop it, Kelly, because you're really, really putting me off. She puts me off every morning. What's she doing? I have no idea. Coming up on the big phone in this morning. Yes, and it's going to be very big this morning. Yeah. Big pets oh, we're fat, discussing. Fat pets. Seen this story today? Yeah. Animal charity, the PDSA, oh, says guys. we're heading towards an obesity crisis in this country because too many of us have fat pets. This is brilliant. This is like your favourite story, surely. Their annual well-being report shows that more than 800,000 dogs are never 
taken for a walk, and around wow. five million owners admit to plying their pets with fatty treats. Oh Overall, they believe around 10 million people in this country with pets have no idea how to properly look after them. And yeah. as a result, the pets are suffering. Yeah. Uh, I was having a conversation upstairs with a member of my team yeah. who has a certain member of her family yeah. that feeds her dogs dolly mixtures. Oh, sweet lord. The pets, the dogs apparently are enormous. Yeah. They're really fat. And they are fed dolly mixtures as a treat. Oh. And roast dinners, apparently. Full roast that dinners. Make, you never give a dog a roast dinner. They will be farting till Christmas. It stinks. Mm-hmm. It stinks. Yes. Although it doesn't smell quite as much as uh, dogs who enjoy eating horse manure. I speak as someone who has a black Labrador wow. who hoovers it up. They learn this stuff from their owners, you know that. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you have a dog and not take it for a walk? Surely that's one of the one of the joys of having a dog is you take oh. it for a walk. Do you know, do you, people are really stupid. And and the other thing that really frustrates me, I mean, my, my little puppy, she's, she's kind of slim. Yeah. She's really slim. But people are so used to pets being fat now yeah. that people come up to me and they say... Oh, are you feeding that dog enough? I think you need to give that dog a bit oh, more food. Yeah. No, no, no. The, the dog is fine. Yeah. It's just your pet is fat. Yeah. And you've forgotten what a healthy-looking dog should look like. You've forgotten the fact that they should actually have a little bit of sculpting yes. to their body. You yeah. think oh. they should just be great big lumps. Yep. So you're now judging me because your dog is fat. Well, from nine this morning, I'd like your view on this. Do you see people with fat pets? Is your velvet fat? <laughs> She did put on weight, actually, and I, I, a few years ago, and I took her to the vet, and the vet uh, gave, gave me a strict diet to put her on, and I would take her in every month to, to get her weighed, and now she's, she's spot on. How did you do it? How did I do what? Slim her down. Uh, I, I, gave, I was giving her too much food. Oh, right. And, I, gave, I, and I, gave, I just gave her less food and healthier food. But you see, some people go to the vet, and the vet says, a um, bit overweight. They could do with uh, slimming down a bit. Yeah. And people don't do anything. No, they I don't... took it on board and I, I, I felt thoroughly ashamed. I felt ab- absolutely terrible that I had I'd neglected her. Mm. Um, and the, the vet said, don't worry, we can sort this out. And I went in every month and they weighed her and then we, we charted her progress and it was, it was but, fine. But do you know what? It's also, it's really difficult, I think, um, to, to keep on top of your pet's weight if you don't really know what you're supposed to be feeding them. Because... Yeah. So many, you go down to the supermarket and you've got the whole aisle full of all yeah. these different brands of, of dog foods. The, the reality is that most dog and cat foods, they are absolute rubbish. Yeah. I mean, literally, they are tins and pouches of complete and utter... Um, oh, I, I want to use a bad word then, no, but you, you know what I mean. Sure. It's just just dreadful, yeah. dreadful stuff. And you, you, you think, well, what am I supposed to feed them? What, how can I feed my pet healthy food where they're not going going to balloon most of these pouches and stuff it's just full of sugar it's mm. full of stuff that is going to balloon them yep. well from nine this morning i'd like us to discuss this i'd like your reaction to this do you see people with fat pets perhaps you're brave enough to admit that you have a fat pet yourself why are they fat do you think oh eight four five nine four double five five double five i'm being swallowed by a boa constrictor i'm being swallowed by a boa constrictor I'm being swallowed by a boa constrictor And I don't like it very much Oh no, oh no He swallowed my toe, he swallowed my toe Oh gee, oh gee He's up to my knee, he's up to my knee Oh fiddle, oh fiddle He's 
reached my middle, he's reached my middle. Oh, heck, oh, heck, he's up to my neck, he's up to my neck. Oh, dread, oh, dread, he's followed by... Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five, and there's a certain irony, isn't there? We're talking about fat, overfed dogs, and we're also talking about people who can't afford to feed their own kids. Sarah's in Long Crendon. Morning, Sarah. Good morning, Ian. What would you like to say? Um, I'm one of those families that struggle to afford to to feed um, my my children and and my husband and myself. We have been in receipt of um, food parcels over the last two years. Um, and I just really wanted to say thank you very much to the pastor who came on and explained the reality of it and that not everybody who is a benefit family are the, the, the scroungers that Daily Mail headlines would like us to believe that we are. Um, I be- we, we became a, a benefit family um, after my husband was involved in a, a severe road traffic accident. He was self-employed um, and my son became ill and I took on the role of being a full-time carer to both of them. Um, and my point was, I suppose, that if I were to turn around today and say, I can't do this anymore, I've been doing this for six years, I can't do this anymore, and handed the care of my family over to the taxpayer, who at the moment pay me £66, no, £62 a week as a carer to do my job, it would cost an awful lot more when you've got all the professionals coming in through the house and doing the job that I do day in, day out. When was the last time... Uh, you, you, so you've used f- food banks, sorry. When was the last time you had to use one? Um, we, we don't use food banks. There aren't any in Long Crendon. Long Crendon's very posh, and we're in the social housing oh. part. Um, but there's a, a, a charity in, in the local church that do food parcels. Um, OK, when was the last time you had to use one of those? The last food parcel we got was um, two weeks ago. Um, and we'll be getting another one just before Christmas. And how do you do you get it? Do you have to be recommended, or do you just rock up? What, what's the process? Um, you have to be recommended. Um, we were recommended through young carers, because um, my youngest son is a young carer. He helps me look after um, his dad and his brother. Um, so we were recommended through them, and we only get three a year. And what, what's in them? Um, pr- predominantly processed tinned foods. There's no fresh vegetables or anything like that, but you know, beggars are being choosers and all the rest of it. Um, but I can cook. I don't have a television, so I certainly don't have a Sky I was about to ask, that, do you smoke, do you have uh, Sky? No, I don't uh, uh. smoke. I don't even have a radio. I listen to you online oh. on my 12-year-old oh, computer. Oh, so you've got the internet, have you, Sarah? Uh, Shame on you! Yeah, do you know what I have? Because my son's home-educated, because he's not, he, can, he can't go to school, so he has to have internet access, and he's studying for A-levels. Well, good for him. The first, the first time you went to, uh, to this church, to... Uh, kind of say, do you know what, uh, we, I can't feed the kids and my husband. What, how, what did that feel like? It felt like nothing. I was completely and totally and utterly numb. When you get to the point that you are so desperate that you have to ask perfect strangers to help you feed your family, pride doesn't even come into it. Pride, pride went a long time ago, Ian. Mm. Um, and if it was the question of putting food in my children's bellies and swallowing that tiny little gram of pride that I may possibly have had left. It's no call, is it? And when you... It's, it's been a rough week for people like you, with uh, people saying that uh, this is politically motivated, that you can't cook, uh, that you're, you're, a, you're a scrounger. When you hear those kind of accusations and you being kicked around like a political football, what, what do you think? I think that... To be demonised on a daily basis 
when people have no idea about the actual facts of probably 99% of people who are on benefits and have to have food parcels. There may be a few that are slipping through the net and who are taking the mickey. The majority of us, the vast majority of us aren't doing that. And you feel worthless, you feel subhuman, you feel like you don't matter, you don't count anymore. That's how you feel. Uh, I really appreciate your phone call, Sarah. Thank you very much. And there you go, you see. There you go. So it's not um, necessarily... She hasn't got, even got a TV. She hasn't got a TV. She doesn't smoke. She doesn't fall into the, the Rothman Sky category. Um, it's just a woman trying to feed her family. And she's, she's not working because she's a carer for her son and her husband. How can, you, how can anyone point the finger at her? The critical finger at her? You know, it sounds absolutely awful. And it could happen to you, Kath. It could happen to me. It could happen to anyone. A couple of unlucky things to happen. Bit of ill health. <sighs> could be any one of us. And yet, you know, the, if, if we listen to various newspapers and various politicians, then Sarah is a scrounger and uh, it's her fault and there is stuff that she could be doing that she's not doing and she's... It's all, politi- it's all done to shame the, the government. Well, we shouldn't have to be relying on food banks. Thank goodness mm. they are there. Mm. Thank goodness they are there. But shouldn't have to. She should be being helped. It's nothing to do with governments, is it? Oh wait, four five nine four double five five double five. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25 anti-clockwise, there's a lane closed between Junction 24 for Potters Bar and 23 for the A1M, and that's causing queues because a lorry uh, has broken down. In Hamel Hempstead on the A41 southbound, it's very slow between Two Waters Road and the M25 Junction 20 for Kings Langley, and it's also looking very busy in Watford on the Vicarage Road westbound. It's very slow between, uh, well, near Exchange Road, and also into Watford on Clarendon Road, that's looking very busy just after Woodford Road. In Hitchin, Stevenage Road is looking very slow between... Whitehall Road and Payne's Park and on the A1 southbound there are queues between the St Neots Junction and the Black Cat Roundabout through the roadworks. There's no reports though of any problems at the moment on the trains. Samantha the Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 8.30. I'm Simon Oxley. The family of an autistic man from Luton say they will take civil action against two Bedfordshire police officers cleared of assaulting him. The officers remain suspended ahead of a police misconduct investigation. A BBC investigation has discovered that more than 60 children in Buckinghamshire are being supported because they're at risk of child sexual exploitation. A Luton woman who posted messages encouraging terrorism in Syria on Facebook faces a jail sentence today and firefighters have been called to four hours and attacks on cars and vans in High Wycombe this morning. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Manchester City are through to the last 16 of the Champions League after a 2-0 win away to Roma last night. Chelsea, who had already qualified, were 3-1 winners at home to Sporting Lisbon. Manager Jose Mourinho is now looking ahead to the knockout stages. Everyone is hard. Do you think Basel is easy? We lost twice against them last year and they... They beat Liverpool and two, two, two or three years ago they beat Man United, so I don't think Basel is, is easy. Leverkusen is a, is a German team, Shakhtar, I, I don't think there are easy, easy teams at, at that moment. 
In the Europa League tonight, Tottenham are in Turkey to face Besiktas. Everton are at home to the Russian side Krasnodar. Both English sides have already qualified for the next stage. The BBC has learned that Formula One driver Jensen Button will stay with McLaren next season. The 2009 world champion, who's 34, will partner Fernando Alonso. Kevin Magnussen had looked set to replace him. An announcement will be made at the team's headquarters in Surrey later today, as James Allen explains. The decision wasn't really one based on performance. It was more a business decision and the boss of McLaren, Ron Dennis, was hoping to uh, buy a controlling stake in the team uh, and he was hoping that Magnussen's Danish backers would come in on that bid. So we'll find out today exactly where that now stands given that clearly uh, the other shareholders appear to have got their way and Jensen Button has got the drive. And England's cricketers need 240 to win the rain-delayed fifth one-day international in Sri Lanka. The hosts were all out for 239 yesterday. Play starts at 9am our time. BBC Three Counties News and Sports, the next Full bulletin is at nine. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. So, I said something things. really stupid. What? Well, I said it's nothing to do with governments. Of course it is. But, I, I, but I, I, what I mean was different shades of government. Yeah, I, I interpreted that as though it's saying that it shouldn't be used as a, as a political football, no. which is what it is. Was it was it, was it Lord Freud? The, the fact that it's people like Lord Freud and Lady such and such and Baroness such and such condemning these people, uh, guys, you, you you're millionaires. Uh, Lord Freud said it was it was all political. The, the sprouting up of these. Um, Thing, these uh, food, banks. food banks. We're getting loads of phone calls as well from people who want to personally step in and help. Guys, Sarah's no, family. let's stop this now. I don't we're, think that's why she rang in. Let's stop this now. We're not taking food, we're not taking money, we're not taking any of that. We've done that before where we've talked about stories of people who have, uh, uh, have fallen through the cracks and you've very kindly d- d- sent us food or money. Or it, We're not doing that. That's not the point of it and it doesn't help anybody. If you feel moved to donate, donate to your local food bank. Yeah. Because there are, unfortunately, there are countless Sarah's Have a word with your local church or, or citizens of Vice Bureau, they'll tell you where to go. We can't do that. So, that's fine. Um, uh, Matt Allwright, star of Rogue Traders, has texted me. Oh, good. On how to say pastor. Oh, yeah. Imagine, these are, these are instructions. Imagine you are Lloyd Grossman saying pasta. Pasta. I'm Lloyd Grossman, and I've just met a marvellous pastor. Doesn't work, oh, does no, it? no, you know, that sounded a bit more like... Say it again. I'm Lloyd Grossman, and a pastor lives in a house like this. You said it. You said it. Pastor. Yes. Pastor. Yes. So there is a little R at the end. And after the A. Pastor. Well, I don't pronounce that. I don't, I don't recognise that. There is a pastor at the end who lives in a house like this. Oh, oh. now you've got Jethro. Uh. And uh, we've had a tweet. Mm-hmm. This is one of these geeky tweets that I really like. Uh, a geek, if you will. Uh, uh, well, Adrian says... What sort of delay is there? He's a real geek. What sort of delay is there between air and streaming? So what the delay between the radio broadcast and the internet broadcast? He, he, it often seems huge, 15 minutes or so. No. 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 It's, it, it can be Actually, a couple of minutes. I thought it was seconds. No. Really? No. Because sometimes I listen to you on the other radio station... And then you'll send me an insult on, what? like, the text. You oh, can't yeah. be doing that while you're on air. Surely oh. you wait for the breaks. <laughs> I'm, so... I'm excellent at abusing people um, without the audience knowing. Yeah, uh, that's interesting. Sometimes they notice. When they can hear you. Well, yeah, yeah, or I'm, being, I'm insulting them. You Cause... know, what, earlier on you were talking about dreaming about people and then falling in love with them as a result of being in love with them in a dream. Yeah. 
Aidan in Luton's been in touch. Uh, morning, Aidan. It can work in the opposite direction, it would seem. This oh, is yeah. on the emails. I had a dream once that pop singer Gabrielle had oh. metal hands. Oh, I've yeah. been scared of her ever since. Yeah. Just thought I'd get that off my Does chest. Does she not have metal hands? I thought she did. No. Nope. I'm thinking of Han from uh, Enter the Dragon. Can we get someone who's listening to us online to call in? I want to work out, I I love this kind of geeky stuff that that no one else will. I want to know what the the time delay is. Well, hang on, we'll say something dead on. Well, no. That, and then you can say when you've heard it. But they won't know what, but then we've got... Keyword is now. No, stop. But they will, no, because you don't conduct an experiment, it's flawed. Five seconds. No, because then we've got the delay of them calling in. No. Yes. They can tell what time it is when they hear it. All all they need to do, their clock might be out. All they need to do... Now. Stop. Stop starting. Stop starting. I can't stop starting. Or they do it again. C- no. All they need to do oh, is call up. Now. now. Stop. No, now. I hope those are tears and not laughs. Loves. Don't stop. Now. Stop. stop. Cut, right. Oh, there they are. No. no. Oh, flipping it. Right. This is working perfectly. Right, you sort that out, and uh, I just want you to play the computer down the phone. That's all. Across beds, hearts, and bucks. This is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Ah. We'll get back to those uh, in a minute. Slightly more serious things. A BBC South Today investigation has discovered that more than 60 children in Buckinghamshire are being supported because they are at risk of child sexual exploitation. Across the Thames Valley as a whole and Wiltshire, the figures rise to 200. Well, David Johnson is the Managing Director for Children's Social Care and Learning at Bucks County Council. He joins me now. Morning, David. Good morning. What what does this term uh, uh, at risk of child sexual exploitation mean? What, what, What kind of position will these kids be in? Children who are um, <coughs> likely to be exploited in this way are often children who are in unstable or unhappy families. Some children who go missing, running away, not attending school, and they're being targeted by um, men me- uh, who will uh, use a range of devices to encourage them to get involved in a whole range of activities, including sexual exploitation. So if there are 60 um, uh, children in Buckinghamshire that we know about, there must be more that, that we don't know about, because a lot of these young people kind of s- s- slip under the radar, don't they? Well, this is true. Over the last few years, we can see that this is a national phenomenon, and we've seen a number of major investigations across the whole country. The thing to remember is that sexual abuse and abuse of other sorts is by its very nature secretive. And in this particular aspect, we often find that children and young people don't realize that they're being victimized. Mm because they might be getting what they think are rewards in terms of cash or trips away or whatever, and it makes them feel more grown up perhaps than their years at that stage. So it is often a crime where the victim doesn't realise that they are the victim at that point. Do some of these uh, young people, boys and girls, 13, 14, having sexual relations with an older man, do they, do they think that they are actually involved in a loving caring adult relationship absolutely yeah among amongst the perpetrators of this very serious crime we have some of the best manipulators of people to convince people that uh, young people that they are involved in relationships they're more grown up they're in t- you know they might be getting rewards be it cash or perhaps alcohol or drugs or a whole range of things that they see as rewards and recognizing their 
level of um, uh, maturity, I suppose, that they see that they have, which we would suggest that they definitely do not oh, have. Oh, I remember being 13, 14, David, and thinking I knew everything and thinking I was far more grown up than, I, you know, obviously in retrospect, uh, I, I actually was. How do children's services step in when you, when you recognise that there is a child who, who is at risk? What, what, what can be done? Well, the Safeguarding Board in Buckinghamshire, and I'm sure elsewhere, help agencies to work together to identify children who might be at risk. And those are children who sometimes go missing, run away, they drop out of school, etc. In Buckinghamshire, we work very closely with Bernardo's, who run a, um, a scheme under the name of Are You Safe?, which deals with young people very effectively. They further are a great asset to us because they are not the local authority, they are not the police, and young people are more likely to voluntarily go and talk to them. The, uh, there's one other thing that we yeah, have been on. doing is that we have a drama uh, called Chelsea's Choice that we have run out over all of the schools in or 29 of the schools in Buckinghamshire, the secondary schools. I'm sorry, I think it's gone. To yeah, look at you, you got me. Sorry. Uh, 29 schools in Buckinghamshire where we have reached over 7,000 pupils, and of those, we've had over 1,300 have been a, uh, supported by a, spe- um, a very specific schools worker who will help to them to understand what might be happening and how to protect themselves. David, a lot of this has come to, uh, to light because of the awful situation in Rotherham uh, that, that kind of t- took a lot of people by surprise. Are, are you concerned that, that maybe there is a similar situation going on uh, underground in Buckinghamshire that we just don't know about? Well, this is something that we always have to consider because, like I said earlier, this is by its nature um, a secretive activity and we and the victims don't often come forward. So we have to be on the alert all of the time, looking for the signs which might indicate that children are in this vulnerable position and then putting services to them that they can access to keep them safe. David, I appreciate your time this morning. Thank you very much. David Johnson, Managing Director for Children's Social Care at Bucks County Council. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. got on the line, ladies, and, and Who pourquoi? indeed? Let oh. him introduce himself. He does it in an inimitable fashion. Hello, line two. Who is this? I can't tell you. I'm a spy. It's Tony. Hi, Tony. Hello. <laughs> Hello, Tony. It's Tony the Nutter. Tony the Nutter. And those yes. people that describe themselves as nutters are obviously the... The Mrs Miller's fan. Oh, there we go. Now, listen, you've called him about this delay scenario yes. we're talking about. When we broadcast the radio, there's a very slight delay to FM, there's a slightly longer delay to DAB, yes. and then there could potentially be a huge delay to online streaming. You've left out medium wave. You've got two stations there, haven't you? Oh, flipping it, yeah. Does medium wave still going? Yeah, I've got all all of them tuned in. All right. So, what have you got? Medium wave there, first yes, of all. Yes, I have. Can we listen to the medium wave? It's very graunchy and crunchy and swissly, but here we I go. I like it graunchy and swissly. Here we are. H- hello, medium wave. 
Okay, there's the Larson effect. So there's no delay there, is there? It's pretty much instantaneous, Tony. Well, there's a de- there's a delay between the, your two medium waves. What? Because one's coming from one side of the county, one's coming from the other, and if you get it right, you get the echo effect, the hall effect. By the way, I bet um, Gary Floyd and Mike, who work here, are literally uh, uh, rubbing their legs with glee at the geekiness of this. This is great, isn't it? Oh, I love it. I love this. This is this is this is. You're talking to 15-year-old Ian Lee at the moment, Tony. I love all this nonsense. Right. So there's a slight. So which which medium wave has got the longest delay? Uh, well, the one coming from the what I call the Oxford side of the county. Oh, you That's know. About he knows one, the directions. One tenth of a millisecond. Okay. Oh, Ooh. brilliant. Oh, Tony. Okay, so let's... I, I imagine the next longest delay would be FM. Uh, again, you've got your two FM frequencies. Of course you've got we 98 have. and you've got the 104. Okay, and, and, and is there much of a delay there? Uh... <sighs> In vitro. In utero. In utero. Yes. Okay. So, fertile. So the, yeah. Okay. So the DAB. What's the delay on DAB? DAB is about. Hang on. I'll soon tell you. Hang on. Hang P- on. Put, hang put on. it on. Let's have a listen. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Turn it on now. Quick. One. But don't turn my radio two, on by the mains. Three. Hang on. Hang on. Four. Now. On first. Five. Now. Six. Now. Seven. Go on. One. Two. It's almost. Oh. Instantaneous. It's oh. almost instantaneous. Well, oh, okay. Well, that's, that's interesting. Just go to the computer, though. Let's go to the computer. One, two. I'm still counting! Instantaneous. It's almost instantaneous. I've got, right, I'm going to count now. One, two, three, what? Four, five. I've only just started. Let me start again. One. One. No. Two. I'm confusing myself. That's about six seconds. Hang on, Tony. Turn it on again. Okay. One. Great, count. One. Two. Oh, I'm just doing it. One. Two. Three. Four. Is that that count or another count? You count, Kelly, so I recognise. One. Two. Three. Four. Catherine, you start counting. Five. Six. Three. Right, I'll count. Four. One. Two. Three. Four. Five. Six, 13, 11, seven, 16, eight, 16, nine, 14, 10, 15, one, 15, two, 16, three, 18, four, 18, five, 20, six, 20, seven, 21, eight. Row, row, row your boat gently down the stream. Merrily, 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 life is but a dream. Row, row, row your boat gently down the stream. Row, row, row your boat gently down the stream. Merrily, 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 life is but a dream. Merrily, 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 row, row, row your boat gently down the stream. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25 anti-clockwise, there's a lane closed between Junction 24 for Potters Bar and 23 for the A1M, and that's because a lorry's broken down. On the M1 northbound, it's looking very busy between Junction 13 for Bedford and 14 for Milton Keynes on the speed sensors. And in Great Brick Hill on the A5, it's partially blocked because of an accident at the McDonald's roundabouts, so it's looking very slow around there at the moment. Having a look at the speed sensors in Hitchin and Stevenage Road is very busy in both directions between White Hill Road and Payne's Park. And having look at the A1 southbound that is still queuing between the St. Neots Junction and the Black Cat Roundabout with the roadworks in place there. Having a look at the trains, there's no reports of any problems at the moment. Samantha Braff, BBC Three Counties Radio. OK, Radio, we might as well just switch off now. We will never, ever improve on what just happened. 
Did it just happen? Flashbacks, man, flashbacks. 8.47, Thursday, the 11th of December. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. The family of an autistic man from Luton say they will take civil action against two Bedfordshire police officers cleared of assaulting him. A BBC investigation has discovered that more than 60 children in Buckinghamshire are being supported because they're at risk of child sexual exploitation. And a Luton woman who posted messages encouraging terrorism in Syria on Facebook faces a jail sentence today. Coming up, we will get to speak to Justin Dealey, but before that, let's get the weather with Georgina. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello there. We've got a few showers out there today and some of them are actually forming in ribbons in which case they're becoming a little bit heavier, a bit fiercer. We've even had reports of hail. That's not going to be the case for everybody and actually there should be some sunny spells in between. The west to southwesterly winds calm down a little today. It's still going to be very breezy um, but that's before picking up again tonight. Uh, temperatures reaching about 7 degrees Celsius. It clouds over later on. That's ahead of the rain that comes in after dark but the heaviest of that rain will be coupled with the strongest of the winds in the early hours of the morning and we are expecting gusts of around 50 miles per hour. There is a yellow warning in place from midnight through till 9am and temperatures getting down to about 4 degrees Celsius but once the rain clears in the morning which is expected to be between about 6 and 8am then ice could be an issue particularly on untreated surfaces so some tricky driving conditions tomorrow morning so do be careful. It's still going to be breezy once that rain passes but noticeably less windy and by the afternoon we're looking at even some sunny spells albeit a little on the hazy side with temperatures up to 9 degrees Celsius a cold night followed by a frosty start on Saturday but pretty clear with sunny spells, lighter winds another cold night on Saturday and then Sunday is looking cloudy, wet and slightly windier that's your latest forecast Every weekday morning. You can book your place on the show now. Jonathan Vernon-Smith. Come on and get some help, get some assistance. Tackling your consumer problems. I couldn't trace an account in any of the names, any of the addresses that were given. For it to be running for six weeks and then for them to cut it all off again just doesn't make any sense. The JVS show fights for your rights. He came to me and asked if I could go and have a word with said bank. I had an email from the bank to say that you'd been in touch with them and the senior customs relations manager was most apologetic. Thankfully, you managed to get your money back. Yeah, but that was due to, obviously, your station itself. The JVS Show, weekdays from nine on BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Morning, Margaret. Would you like to say to us this morning? I'd just like to say that I have got a great granddaughter who's currently in Great Ormond Street oh. awa- awaiting a heart transplant. Oh, blimey. She's on a heart machine, and um, very kindly, one of the charities took her to the studios um, in London and uh, they was able to for her to meet One Direction. Blimey! Who's, it, who's her favourite, favourite group. How old is she? She's five. Five years old, so you can excuse her having no taste in music. No, that's right. How long is she... What's her name, Margaret, if you don't mind telling me? called Effie. Effie? Yes. What a great name. How long has she been in Great Ormond Street for? She's in 
haven't been in about 11 weeks now. And you, uh, it's an amazing place there, isn't it? Yeah, she's attached to a machine, yeah. and um, so it and was lovely. She got know. to meet One Direction? Yes, she did. That is fa- that She must have been over the moon. They took her there, and her eyes, when she met them, it was <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> have, have you got... Were you there, Margaret? No, I wasn't, uh, no. You've seen her some pictures. Dad, her mum and dad were there, and her baby sister. Who organised that? Do you know? I think it was one of the charities. Isn't that incredible? Mm. I used to do... This is, I used to do volunteer work at Great Ormond Street, right? And it's an amazing place. It's, you, you would imagine going to a kiddies hospital, it'll be miserable. It's not, because the staff no. there, all of them there are amazing, aren't they? They're fantastic. And they, I, I never got to see this, but there were pictures of uh, Beyonce just wandering around the hospital meeting the kids. Oh, and, right. And also, Johnny Depp, he's done this a few times, he would turn up dressed up as um, the fella from Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, Jack, right, Jack yeah. Sparrow. As Captain Jack Sparrow. Because yeah. I think his little ki- I think his little daughter was there. He turned up two or three times as Jack Sparrow and would, oh, want, would spend right. the day there. Oh. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> oh, well, do we, do we have a date for, for Effie's operation yet? No, Are we still waiting? No, we've just got to wait for a, a transplant now. You know, she's got to have a proper match. And, well. Um, we'll and keep... it looks as though she's going to be in over Christmas yeah, anyway. They so. will spoil her rotten, though, oh, Margaret. I'm sure they will. I wish you the very best of luck, and I keep keep our fingers crossed. Okay, thank you. Thank Ian. you. Yeah. Isn't that lovely? Got to meet One Direction. Honestly, these pictures of, of Johnny Depp are amazing. Just in, it was in full character, full costume. Would go around terrifying the kids. They loved it. Beyonce turned up. I think Beckham turned up as well. It's an amazing place. Some of my friends had a baby who um, had a hole in the heart and had a lot of operations. And this was years and years ago, as you'll find out, when um, Princess Diana turned up. Oh, yeah. And she was with a whole entourage and sort of went round. And then everyone left and all security guards left and she'd gone. Also, they thought she came back. Oh, She sat with them for ages. And did it properly. And did some really beautiful pictures with them. Yeah. And it meant a lot. It means a lot, doesn't it? It is is an amazing place. And my little boy was there for for a a couple of weeks, I think, a week or a couple of weeks. Uh, And the nurses there are incredible, you know, because they, you know, they're nurses and they get paid badly and they have a lot of work and they work too long. But they're all of them are just incredible and they're incredible with the kids. Amazing place. If your kids go into Great Ormond Street, probably means it's something serious, but it's the best place they could go to in the world. In the world. You get kids from all over the world go there because it's the best place in the world. Thank you for that, Margaret. That was a great story and fingers crossed um, things work out. Justin Dealey. Hey, in front of me right now, I have Top of the Pops magazine. He's loving uh, it. <laughs> you can write, you can claim that back as well. He's got uh, a subscription, dear. don't worry about that. Dear, oh dear. Page eight, it's, it's a One Direction special, yeah. uh, an interview with Harry Styles. Uh, here's the question. What's the craziest thing a fan has ever sent you? Oh, I can imagine. I bet you won't be telling the truth in this answer. Harry says, somebody sent me a toilet seat for my birthday. They had written all over it, and that was my birthday birthday present. There. They hadn't just written on it, Harry. <laughs> yes, yes, true. Ke- Kelly's writing, uh, that's because he's um, the um, CRAP. Oh. Don't think we can say crap. It says, happy birthday to poo next to it. Oh, oh dear. Yeah. he's got a wacky and zany sense of humour. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Justin, by the way, the finger hasn't turned up, has it? Uh, no, it hasn't, no. Finger, has anyone seen my finger? The finger of doom <laughs> that we have been scaring each other with and terrifying my boys with. Yeah. Plastic, really cheap plastic finger from, um, from uh, Dennis the Menace mag- uh, comic. What's it called? The Beano. Thank you. Uh, and I lost it yesterday. My daughter's finger. Yeah, I've lost your. Do- you've lost your daughter's oh. finger, and oh. I just don't know where it is. I'll look for it, but um, 
when was it last seen and uh, what was it last doing? It was last seen going into Ian's pockets because yeah, he right. said he needed it for home. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to know why. Thank you, Justin. Mm. Delilah! Yeah, this is a, crazy. It's a football anthem, it's a rugby anthem, it's a song about murdering a woman. Uh, and um, David, uh, what's his name? David Ivan. <laughs> David Ivan, Garrett of the song. He's from Wales. Oh, good. He, I'm glad you. And he that. wants to get rid of the song because it is causing too much offence to people. Are oh. you sure he's from Wales and not Jamaica? Oh, wow. mate, listen. I am a trained actor. I can is do that voices. Right? Yeah, I can do voices. You do a Welsh voice, then, just? Uh, no, I don't. I don't go down that road. No, I just hear play it myself. <laughs> cool. That's quick, wasn't it? Uh, Justin, okay, so you've taken this to the street, should we ban this uh, highly offensive, violent song? Well, it's ridiculous. Um, I mean, you think about other songs, The Banks of Ohio, about a man who proposes to his girlfriend, she says no, so he kills her. That's still out there. Um, I shot the sheriff, Bob Marley. <laughs> Are we all going to go and shoot the sheriff? But hey, we're going to leave the deputy. <laughs> Do you see where I'm going with this? Justin, have you got an actual Vox or a U-Vox in yourself? <laughs> I've taken this one to the streets, asking people, should Delilah be banned because it glorifies <laughs> violence towards women? Laugh, yes. Here's what happened. <laughs> Taking it to the streets with J Dog. So there's talk about Delilah being banned yeah, from from stadiums. Right, yeah. uh, so you heard us talking about it. Um, what's your thoughts? Should Delilah be banned? No, it's pathetic. I think it's really. I can't understand why it's, it's glorifying violence towards women. There's loads of songs that can do that, can't there? What about war songs and stuff like that? So I like it. Yeah. Do you still sing it every now and again? Uh, just now and again. Should it be banned? Why? Do you know what you're singing about? It's about the murder of an innocent woman. Is that right? Yeah. You're glorifying violence. No, don't put words into my mouth. Run off you go, because I've got to go. Yeah, but I'm just saying, sir, you, you're glorifying violence by, by listening to that song and singing that song. I'd like to go off the bus. The Ladies' Perspective with Ian Lee across beds, hearts and bucks. The ladies, the ladies. Good morning, madam, from the BBC, from Ian Lee's show. Are you a big Tom Jones fan? Oh, yeah. Yes, yes, Delilah, come on. Give me ten seconds of Delilah. Why, 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 Delilah? No, I can't remember it. I come to knock down your door. Forgive me, Delilah, I just can't take any more. I saw the light in the window. Da, 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 da. <laughs> da, da, da. I can't see it. That must be ten seconds. So you enjoy the song. Um, there's talk about it being banned today. Um, of course, it's performed at uh, and sung at many stadiums. Should that song be banned? No. Why would it be banned? For what reason? Do you know what the song's about? Yeah, it's about someone... He kills someone. Yeah, yeah and then he's in prison. It's glorifying violence towards women. No, it's not. Not really. There are lots of songs about, even old traditional folk songs about killing people and killing men, killing women. No, I don't think it is. You've got no issue singing a song on the streets today about a lady being murdered. (laughs) I'm afraid I haven't. No. I don't think many people, when they listen to it, think, oh, I'm going to go out and hit a woman because Tom Jones's song says it's okay. No. I've really enjoyed your company. Thank you very much indeed. (laughs) Cheers, bye. Morning, folks. Here we go, guys. You ready, Just? Mm, I'm ready. All together now. We wish you a reggae Christmas. 
We wish you a reggae Christmas. We wish you a reggae Christmas and a reggae New Year. Reggae Christmas, everybody! Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 northbound, three lanes are closed between Junction 10 for the M1 Luton Airport Spur Road and Junction 11 for Dunstable Road. That's because of an accident involving several vehicles that's causing some delays. On the M25, anti-clockwise, there's a lane closed between Junction 24 for Potter's Bar and 23 for the A1M. That's because a lorry's broken down. On the A1M southbound, it's looking very slow between Junction 8 for Hitchin and 7 for Stevenage. And in Hitchin, Stevenage Road is also looking very busy between White Hill Road and Paynes Park. In Great Brick Hill on the A5. It's very slow because it's partially blocked. There's been an accident at the McDonald's roundabout which is causing it to be very busy through there at the moment. There's no reports though of any problems on the trains. Smart the Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Samantha, I love the way you came in with a straight voice after what was basically childish nonsense. That's it, that's your lot. Excellent work, Justin. Thank you, Catherine. Thank you, Kelly. JVS is up next. From us until tomorrow morning at six. Ta-ta. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JBS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's Thursday. It's nine o'clock. And on today's big phone-in, do you see people with fat pants?